money. It comes with a lot of questions. How do I save? Where should I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on? It's hard to know where to get answers. That's why the people at Fidelity do what they do, to make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions. It's what they've built their business on. They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that make planning, saving, and investing a little less stressful. And when you want to talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do. And they can help you too. Help you buy a home, save for your kid's education, start a business, support your community, and feel more confident about the future. Want to learn more? Visit Fidelity online at fidelity.com slash black wealth. Earners, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app, and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C h-m-o-n-e-y dot com slash mondays for your extended 30-day free trial take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit u.s restaurants and gas stations that's the powerful backing of american express Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Marking Mondays. Yeah, spirit of debate. Ah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we are live uh, in L.A. Yeah. Back. Yes. Home away from home. Feels yes. like New York out here. <laughs> yes, it does. Back in the lab. Chilly. Back in the master investors web. That's a fact. Web of yeah. joy. Web of investing. Yeah. I like that. Um, so 
we have to talk about a variety of different things. But um, first and foremost, want to let you guys know about Earn Your Leisure this tomorrow. We got a dope episode. We got uh, Actively Black. Yes, my God. Um, Danny, what's going on? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the company is uh, Athleisure. That's dope. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've talked about, uh, what's that brand that we talk about a lot? Uh, support Black? No, the uh, Athleisure brand. Oh, Lululemon? Lululemon. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a Lululemon type of vibe. Yes, where, absolutely. Uh, this is athletic wear that you can actually just wear in the street. Kind of like Nike, yeah. right? Nike, oh, Adidas, stuff yeah. like that. Like people wear Nike track suits or Adidas, you know, sweatpants, whatever, just on some daily, just run around. Yeah, it's a uniform. It's um, like the going out. I'm just running outside uniform. But um, Actively Black is one of the companies that Steph Curry is invested in. Um, a bunch of people are invested in and um, it's taken off like a, like a rocket ship. Yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, we sat down with him and uh, had a very dope conversation. We sat down with him here, actually. And did the interview in LA. So we pointing that out tomorrow. It's a dope conversation. He actually made it to the league, but never really made it because he blew his knee out. He got injured. Uh, yeah, played for the Kings. So he played like he played like a couple of games. Yeah. And you know, his so he had to figure out a plan B. And um that's, that's went to entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy story. And now he's 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 off and running. So that's yeah. a dope story on entrepreneurship, overcoming adversity, venture capital, because that's how we found out about him. Was through Kwame Ankle. That's that's a fact. Who Kwame. invested and who invested in his company. The first person to invest in. And now everybody's investing in his company now. So that's a dope episode. Entrepreneurship. Check it out. Tomorrow. And um, are we doing something Wednesday? Uh, to be determined, but it looks like we are. Um, but before we go big week on Earn Your Leisure, it's Pisces season. Hey. Happy birthday to Shadi. Happy birthday. Can we get some flames or some shit? Let me get some fire emojis in chat. Fire emojis in chat. Uh, can it's, we get blue flame emojis in Pisces, chat? See, this is one of those very rare times in a calendar year that we are both selling our birthday, celebrating our birthdays in the same week. So yes. today is his. Uh, Friday, it will be mine. It will be Pisces season all week. Um, you can send your gifts to App. You can send everything. <laughs> gifts are required. Gifts are required to yeah. ASO at Earn Your Leisure. So uh, we appreciate y'all. Um, not on a serious note, just happy to be here another year and celebrating. Oh, with, that's a serious note. With, with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with my brother, it's, it's, it's dope, man. We've been on this journey for a long time, man. So it's very rare in life when you see somebody as a child, which we were. Um, we grew up as young men, um, as men, as adults, as fathers. Um, and we've been side by side through pretty much all of that. Um, so it, it's very rare in life when you see that happen. And we've managed to do that, not just with just me and him, but amongst a group of us. Um, so yeah, man, this is dope. Anytime we get to celebrate life, especially another year passing, is, is dope, man. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to, to you. I appreciate that. And a happy birthday to every, every Pisces out there. It's our season. Any big wishes for this birthday? You're the last of the millennial breeds. <laughs> You know, us Gen Xs, we have different goals. But what about you? And then we'll go to you. Um, yeah, well, it is it is my birthday today. Um, so I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Another another year around the sun is always a blessing, nothing to take for granted. Um, but just just continue to just push it forward, man. Yeah. You know, just um, got big goals, got big plans. And, um, Get your InvestFest tickets now. <laughs> by the way. Please, that would be way, the best gifts. Uh, <laughs> my Lord. But yeah, no, nah, it's, it's dope, man. It's, it's a blessing to be able to do what we do for a living, yeah. to be able to travel, to be able to connect with so many great people, to educate people, to help people. And um, it's a blessing. So thank you to everybody that has sent me 
birthday wishes and happy birthday to Troy as well. His yeah. birthday's on Friday. My birthday's today. So we're a couple days apart. Pisces. Oh. Pisces season has begun, and Pisces is the best sign, by the way. No, <laughs> no it's not. It's just one of them we're things. not debating that. We're, we're, we're just not, enough debates. Some things we're not debating. We had 17 <laughs> debates on the way here. That we're not debating. It's just one of those things. And I don't man. care what you say about Leos. <laughs> I'm not going to say Shout out to the Leos, though. My mom is one. My mom's a Leo. My niece is a Leo. So I got a lot of love. My nephew and my mom are Leos. I got a lot of love for Leos, man. We're going to let y'all have y'all mom. Please, can we? But nah, but seriously. Seriously, man, thank you uh, to everybody that um, you know has has supported us, that has helped us get to where we are now, and that will continue to help us reach higher levels. Um, greatly appreciate it, and it's a great way to spend my birthday. Okay. What other, what else would you be rather do than be here <laughs> with us? Hey. Thanks for being here. Yes, if I could make it, that you, it's no excuse why you ever should miss Market Mondays. <laughs> it's no ever. That's a real one. <laughs> yes. yeah, you could have been in Hawaii somewhere. Yes. Boy. Um, when we go to retreat, talk to Danny. When we going to do it? Listen, I got the little place in Mexico to go. Hey. Hey, honey. <laughs> Gotta happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. That's Gotta happening. Happen. It's happening. Very soon. I, I'll, I'll tell you the week that I think we should do it um, after yeah. this. But yeah, it's going to happen. happen. Yeah, Gotta yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh think that that oh shout out to my brother 19 keys and dame dash they are doing an event in oakland california on 323 yeah, i believe march, march 23rd march, march 23rd, 23rd. Yep. um they just announced that so you can get the tickets on either one of their bios uh 19 keys bio dame dash bio but um that limited seating that's <laughs> going to be fast. that's going to be key, one of the keyword limited please imagine 19 keys and dame dash having a conversation that's crazy and in oakland in Oakland, California. And the thing I loved about that interview, Dane felt so comfortable. Like, he didn't have to fight for his point. Yeah. So, like, the balance of, like, Dane being able to express and then Keys to be able to, like, support and pull up. Like, Dane felt that was the most comfortable I've seen him in the interview in a long time. I want to talk about that later on yeah. in the show because there's a lesson. There's a business lesson about that whole... Because that took a while to connect and it's beautiful to see that relationship unfold. Um, so, there's a lot of val valuable gems in there. Yeah. So, I definitely want to talk about that. But... Shout out to those gentlemen. Um, good good dudes, man, for sure. Troy. Yeah, uh, so you know how this works, man. Before we get into anything, do your own research. Our content is intended to be used. It must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment decision or otherwise. You should, use, uh, you should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and which to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Please, people, do your own research. Continue to do it. I love it. There's nothing more. You know, like last week we talked about, yo, I want to pick your brain and, and you know, people kind of took that the wrong way and some people understood it. I love, you know what I really love when people come, they when they have advice or they learn something and they share that. Man, like, fine. yo, hey, I ran into a gentleman yesterday. He was telling me about, uh, he was telling me about NVIDIA and the yeah. things he was researching on. And I'm like, wow, that's You've dope. You've done man. the work. You've done the work. And now it's like, this is a valuable conversation because yeah. now I can share like some of the things I've, and now we, you know, we're balancing information. So continue to do the research. Uh, and when it's great research, share it. And if you found research and anything you found on this show, please give the credit to the people you found it from. Yes, love is love, man. Truck Club call um, Tuesday at 9.30 Central. Get your tickets to Market Mondays Live. Yes. Almost done working on the presentation. It's going to be fire, giving away money. A couple surprises. Ashley, I will be talking to you this week. <laughs> Let me come from the rafters like Sting or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, th this show is going to be amazing. If you've been to InvestFest or Market Mondays Live before, 
you know, the stage show is... But yeah, I'll be giving away 5000 at the LA show. Mm. Show up early. You already know when I come out, I'm giving the money away right away. Be front row. I may pour some champagne, too. Ooh. By last night's activity. <laughs> Why not? A couple of flowers. The little flowers post got y'all in y'all feelings, so I'm going to get some roses out, too. You got some it. champagne in the car. We might have to crack that before the end of the show. Um, about time. <laughs> Market Mondays. Market Mondays World Tour. First stop, Los Angeles, California. We will be back here March 11th, Novo Theater. Yes. Tickets are on sale. They're almost sold out, so please don't wait to the last minute. Please. Um, because it's at at that point, there's nothing that we can do. So please get your tickets now because you don't have to call us and DM us like, yo, it says sold out. I remember that happened in the Best Fest last year. <laughs> They're like, yo, it, it says sold out because it's sold out. What do you want me to do? That's like, why, yo, what do you want me to do at that it point? Says, it says sold out because yeah. it's sold out. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, so, Y'all ain't got no more tickets? So, no. oh, Did you by not the way, the big line? this is going to be one of those ones. We are pulling out all of the stops, yes. man. We got some surprises. That's going to blow your mind. We got some information that's going to blow your mind. We got, listen, we don't want to just, we don't want to, we don't want to spoil it. So we're not going to say anything, Yeah. but it's Los Angeles. So we're not going to just come and just do a regular show. It's going to be amazing production at the highest level. So get your tickets now, link in the bio. And also the tickets are on sale for the Toronto show. Six. That's six, 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 yes. six, six, six. Yes, April 2nd, Toronto, Canada, Market Mondays Live, featuring 19 Keys. Going to be amazing. Featuring All, yeah, 19 Keys, and we're going to have some surprises in Toronto as well. Um, and we're going to do it major in Toronto. So yes. everybody that was on the waiting list, you should have got emailed, but you can buy your tickets for Toronto now. They're not even playing. They're not, not playing about that. And shout out to, to Ally. Uh, you know, want to give them a, a lot of credit for believing in the vision and, and partnering with us on, on the Market Mondays live tour. It's going to be incredible. Like you said, LA, we're pulling out all the stops. We're going to set this thing off the right way, but Toronto's going to be incredible. Uh, we got London after that, Chicago after that, and of course, Ghana. Um, so the vision to, to expand this message worldwide is coming to life, man. It's going to be a beautiful thing. So make sure y'all catch us in, in one of those cities. But first and foremost, LA, we're going to kick this thing off. In every city, the presentation will be custom, all different information. Yeah. Don't miss out. Kitchener, I will be there soon. Toronto, I love you so much. <laughs> Toronto, Canada. Shout out to Toronto. <laughs> yes. So let's get into this. All right. So Apple makes major progress on its no-prick glucose tracking for its watch. Mm-hmm. How big is this and what impact that could have on the company in the future? The greatest company on earth continues to be great. The biggest just got bigger. Um, this is huge. Just like if Prime LeBron got Giannis, Steph Curry, and Phil Jackson came back to coach. Like, so if we're in a recession, we're going to see companies slowly transition to focus on like real businesses. Mm-hmm. And healthcare is the biggest business of all. Um, anyone that I talk to about this that actually has diabetes and have to prick themselves, they were like. I will pay for a new device just to not to have to prick myself. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, when we're doing the show, I'm like, hey, Amazon, Microsoft, and Apple are going to make an aggressive push into healthcare. They get this down to a science. This will probably increase their market cap by at least 40, 50% over a 10-year period. Yeah. This is like the bit, this is almost like iPhone-esque. This, yeah, this is big. Revolutionary. Yeah, I mean, think about that, right? It, it, you're talking about something that becomes that something everybody can use worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you talk about a device 
now that people will have to purchase. That is affordable. That's affordable, right? Yeah. Rather than pricking yourself, you now have an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. And I'm explaining how, how it actually works because it's pretty interesting. But you have the Apple Watch, which is now the product, and now you don't have to prick yourself. But I think one of the interesting things is, and this is just like when you're going into business, they're not trying to solve everything in healthcare. Mm -hmm. They found one thing Very specific that they problem. can solve, maximize on, and create a business around. Yeah. When I heard that, it made me think of Robert Smith. Shout out to Robert Smith because when we were in Harlem with him, mm -hmm. he was trying to figure a solution for one problem. We have a certain way about, you know, invasive uh, testing for prostate cancer. So let's come up with a solution, yep. right? He found a solution for a problem. Apple has done the same thing with, with diabetes. If they can get this right, man, this is like... You know, you walk into an industry and it's like you're you're the newcomer. Like they walk into the industry, they have a firm print inside of the healthcare industry, basically using their device Absolutely. that they already have. All that data. Yeah. No one's collecting all this data for free. So like immediately, think of it like this: they almost have the same kind of value and power that United Healthcare, mm -hmm. Eli Lilly has, Merck, Stryker, and they are already known worldwide and already have a, a tremendous fan base. Yeah, so here, here's how this works, right? So the system uses lasers to emit specific wavelengths of light into an area below the skin where there is ancestral fluid substances that leak out of capillaries. So the capillaries are what moves from blood cells, right? Um, that can be absorbed by glucose, right? So we know glucose levels are something that people check when you have diabetes. The light is then reflected back in a sensor in a way that indicates the concentration of glucose. An algorithm is then sent to determine a person's blood glucose level. Yeah. So literally, you're using the back of your watch as a laser to go through your skin to see how much glucose concentration you have, right? You can check that. I mean, how many times a day? Rather than pricking yourself, or we you know sometimes people wear yeah. uh, devices to check it on on their you know their midsection throughout the day. This is a game changer. This is this is non-invasive. And they've trained people for 10 years to be comfortable with having the product in your hand yeah. or on your body the entire time. <laughs> exactly. You so, know how long they've been working on this? Yeah, at least. 12 years. Yeah, they've been trying to solve this one problem for 12 years. The fact that they're at the, the proof of concept at this point after yeah. 12 years, it just tells you, right? They're consistently, as they, as we, we know how big of a company they are, we already know the verticals, we know the wearables. While all that's happening, they're still trying to find problems to improve and increase their business. Healthcare, one of those spaces, like we said, the data- It's the most important one. Exactly, we already know the data is being collected. What we were using it for, most people thought, yo, EKG, they can check your heart rate. Well, here's another way that you can now use the device as well. I think it's incredible. And as the, the food desert issue expands, if the quality of food isn't as great, this issue is only gonna become bigger. So that unfortunately gives them a bigger market cap and bigger market share in the space. I don't think, like, when the iPhone came out, it revolutionized the entire tech industry. This is going to change all of healthcare. And you're going to see Google make an adjustment, Amazon make an adjustment, but, like, United Healthcare, Merck, Eli Lilly, Moderna, they're all going to have to make adjustments yeah. as well. And that's why I always say the companies with the biggest bag are always going to be your biggest competitor. My biggest fear is Cardi B gets mad and gets up with the rock and she figures out how to trade, it's over with. <laughs> you have to learn how to preemptively understand who can be your competition. And for years, healthcare companies thought that they wouldn't be able to pull this off. Would you rather use this device by Apple or one from Fitbit? <laughs> Good night. Right, it's tough. Like, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's one of those spaces. And even those competitors you said, like even when we look at a Google, we look at a Microsoft, where are they at in the wearable space? 
just in the infancy space, <laughs> right. like infancy stages. Right. They, Upside is tremendous. They got us with it like, yo, hey, this is the next thing. It's the next wave. Oh, again, they probably were planning 5, 10, 12 years, 15 years down the line. Like, this is where we're going to go with it. We're going to treat it like, yo, it's an iPhone on your wrist and it mm -hmm. does all these cool things. And you can text message. Oh, but here's the real play. Yeah. Healthcare. Every big business on earth is always thinking 10, 20, yeah. 50 years down the line. As great investors, I need you guys to do the same. Um, so the, the the Neos and Lucid Motors and all the companies that seem like a good move in the short term, they end up dying out. And as a result, Apple continues to focus on the businesses that really matter. Now, what happens when this is integrated into Africa, India, China? Game, set, match. Maybe the greatest company of all time on the public market. I wonder what you think about, I know we said, you know, companies have a dominant run over 20 years. They get into the space, obviously, with the stranglehold that they can have on health. I give them another th a year, 30, the, the, 30 the year. 20 years gets extended? <laughs> Absolutely. Now they, they need to find a great CEO that can be a successor to Tim Cook. Mm -hmm. If they do that and they groom him or her properly and prefer, and ironically, I wouldn't be surprised if it's an Indian CEO. Mm. To then integrate, because as their economy grows, largest population in the absolutely. world. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. game changer. I mean, you know, healthcare is the largest uh, business in in America. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the national budget, if you look at the national budget, more money is spent on healthcare than than defense. That's insane. Um, so it would only make sense that at some point in time, Apple would get into the healthcare industry, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, they're already kind of in the healthcare industry as far as monitoring your heart rate, different things that nature. But yeah. now it's like, you know, taking baby steps one yeah. step at a time and to the point where you can, you know, have a tremendous uh, foot in the healthcare industry. Yeah. Whether that's through prescriptions, whether that's through like health monitoring, whether yeah. that's through, you know, a variety of different things. But I think Apple will definitely be a major player mm -hmm. in the healthcare industry. But like you said, not just Apple, Amazon mm -hmm. will also be a major player in the healthcare industry. Google Absolutely. will be a major player. All the tech companies, you got to diversify your portfolio at some point in time. Tesla needs to do the same if they want to survive. They need to find a way to get those vehicles to act as ambulances or emergency vehicle mm -hmm. uh, responders at some point to have another vertical to attack and go into. Because, like, how long can you just be, like, the predominant sexy EV company? Sexy car, yeah. Yeah. And it's only a few businesses that you really should be in. Um, healthcare, family, finances, fitness. Those are, like, the main four categories. If you really break them down, um, Apple is going to do amazing over the next 10, 20 years. Yeah. Please hold this for long term. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. I know you're tired of me talking about Apple. But if it's working and it's a GOAT stock... Right? Not an icon, a goat. Not an icon. You got to hold it forever, man. Straight goat. Nah. Yes. Yeah. And talk about Adidas and Ye. We spoke about this a, a couple of weeks ago, and now more information has come out. So mm -hmm. it see, appears that Adidas and Ye have reached an agreement for the remaining, uh, to sell the remaining inventory that they have mm -hmm. of the Yeezy brand, which is $500, $500 million worth of product in Yeezys. Um, is this a win for Kanye, or will Adidas ultimately uh, be manipulated uh, for this favor? What do you think? Because we were talking about this yesterday, and you made a great point. It's like, what if they stress this out for a three-year period <laughs> yeah. and say, hey, we haven't sold the $500 million worth of inventory, or if they discount it while he's under this contract? Yeah, because well, the thing about corporate is that 
you know, this is why people do like internal audits. Yeah. Because you don't really know, like forensic auditing on your books and different things of that nature, because you can make up things, right? Absolutely. And then somebody say, okay, like we're going to pay you for, you know, a million uh, downloads on your, on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're the only ones that see your downloads. They have the data. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if you're getting 100 yeah. downloads or if you're getting 10 million downloads? Yeah. They're giving you reports that say, okay, you have 1.5 million downloads this month. I don't know. That's real or not. I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you're saying, okay, we got $500 million worth of product, which is the equivalent to 400,000 items, right? I don't know you have 400,000 items. Who's keeping track of that? Well, where is it at? Is the warehouse in China? Is the warehouse in Wisconsin? Is the warehouse in the Philippines? Yeah. I don't know. You sell, you sell, what if you sell that in one month? (laughs) <laughs> and then it's like, well, we only sold 50,000. 50, yeah. We got more. And you're just making more yeah. to sell it. Because it's like, this is going well. Yeah. So yeah. let's just keep going, doing this for another two years. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it is... Um, Kanye, I don't think, really loses in this situation. I do think that he should still do something independent if he can... Yeah, absolutely. If he can get his head together and really like focus on that. But I feel like he doesn't really get hurt by this... Adidas, they're gonna have to do some explaining because they took a saw a strong stance yes. on him and separating them and saying that they they don't condone hate speech and they have people that they got to answer to. Yeah, <laughs> they got people that are gonna be questioning. Well, you just reversed this. Now you're going back. Like, so how do you explain working with somebody? Two months later, after you just say that you can't work with them, this this is why I say it's all it's only business, it's only business. There is no morals when it comes to this, it's, True. and that's why I hate when people try to put moral. It's not about morals; it's about if you can make money or if you can't Definitely make money. Not. And Kanye started to hurt the, the business, business too much when he was talking too much because yeah. it wasn't a moral thing. Because if it was the moral thing, then you would have cut him when he said a thing about black people yeah. slavery. Yeah. So that's not the reason why you did it. You did it because some of the things that he said started to hurt your bottom line. You should have just said that. Yeah. Because now you look like it's it's a crazy reverse when it hasn't even been six months. Mm-hmm. It's been like three months. Yeah. Like three months ago, you 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 said this is over. We can't do it. I mean, <laughs> then you lose two billion dollars, and you're saying, okay, this is hurting. Let's think about yeah. this. Yeah. You start looking at forward projections, and you're saying to yourself, wait, we lost two billion, but like we still had him part of our calendar fiscal year. For half the year. Yep. What is it going to look like when we don't have them for an You're entire down to nine billion right? in two or three years? And yeah. So you, I think from from Kanye's standpoint, it's interesting because he has so much leverage. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do it, but from a monetary standpoint, it makes sense if he needs the money to do it. Yeah. Because it's the first time we had this conversation earlier. It was like for so long, especially in our community and hip hop culture, we couldn't quantify. The impact. Impact, yeah, yeah. It's tough to quantify it, right? Like, we'll tell you, like, hey, yeah, we're, we're this much of the consumer, but the people are buying it because they're seeing us wear it. And so that, you got to take that into account. And when you look at the bottom line, it's like, ah, yeah, whatever. But, like, Kanye was the first time you were like, all right, you can see the cultural impact mm-hmm. and the financial impact come Absolutely. together. And then when the financial impact was taken away, look at the bottom line of your company. Yeah. And I think and, it was, and look at the bottom line for yeah. the rest of the people on your company. That's since that moment. That's true. While in a recession, while inflation is there, spending is tighter, 
I think the Adidas executive made a huge mistake that a lot of big corporations make. They don't talk to the audience and don't know what the audience really wants. So, like, when you took Yeezy away from it, the shoes were really worth, like, 30 bucks. Like, no one wanted to wear them. It was like wearing, uh, like, Payless Nikes with the big swoosh on the side, right? Like, oh, no, without the Yeezy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah without yeah. him being attached to it. So, when you have that kind of mistake and don't have an athlete in place or any succession plan, yeah. that's a huge mistake. I thought they... They probably thought they can push him away and capitalize on the inventory and it backfired. And the same way what we saw going back to Apple when they put Steve Jobs out and Scully ran Apple and it was like, well, if we have a few good ideas, the business will run well. But sometimes you have a person that's so important, too important. to the brand ethos that you can't detach them away. But also like it, it goes down to, it's like Michael Jordan leaving Nike. Yeah. Right? Like at a certain point, it's danger when one person has so much influence over a company. That's not a good business it? model. It, yeah. it, it, well, it depends on how you structure the deal. No matter what. No matter how you structure the deal. Because God forbid, somebody can die. Somebody can get sick. Some, like, you never want to have... Like, there's nobody that, even in CEO included, yeah. disappears from Google and, and it's, it's over. Disappears from Apple and it's over. Like, yeah. Steve Jobs died and Apple's still running. Yeah. Right? It's like... It's, that's a dangerous business model when you have a star player approach to things. Mm -hmm. Even worse is having no star. Not, well, not necessarily because it's a slow grind, right? Like, I would rather take this, the no star approach and slow grind it out as long as I'm profitable and as long as I'm making yeah. money because here's what happens with star players. You learn this from sports mm -hmm. and you learn this from music. Record labels and sports are very similar. When a, a player goes through the, the ranks, right, they're extremely humble and they're willing to learn. Yeah. And they're a team player. At some point, they start to excel more than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And they go from being a team player and being a role player to being a star player. Mm -hmm. When you become a star player, you're treated as a star player. Mm -hmm. Then you start to realize that you're a star player. Yeah. Then at some point in time, you, your actions start to change. Mm -hmm. So now you have to deal with that star player differently. The coach can't scream at LeBron. LeBron can yeah, miss. he doesn't bring the value that LeBron does. But listen, but yeah. LeBron can miss all-star practice. LeBron don't have to go. Like, these are things that you're afforded. Michael Jordan can scream at a referee, right? Tyrone Lue couldn't. Yeah. So the problem with that is that it's extremely difficult to deal with personalities like that. That's true, yeah. You don't realize that until you have to deal with the personality. Yeah. Most people, could. you can't have sympathy for somebody until you're in their shoes. Yeah. If you're not a coach, if you're not running a record label, if you're not the CEO of a company that has to deal with the nonsense, mm -hmm. it's difficult to understand it. It was very difficult for Krause, too, and then when he broke that team up, what has Jerry Krause done? No, but I'm rest, just saying. No, rest in peace. It's, 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 God rest his soul. And it's not I'm to, from it, but it's not to say that yeah. it's not to say that star players aren't needed, because of course they they're, they're beneficial. Yeah. But at some point in time, the headache becomes more than the talent. The headache yeah. becomes more can, than the talent. Can I give you an example where the inverse happened? Yes. Tom Brady and Belichick. But now go. This is me, Ian Dunlap, Red Panda Rebellion. Belichick was overrated as a coach. But coach, at, what, at, what, at what point? We saw when Thomas left. Oh, the fact that he hasn't won since Thomas left. 
and has had no impact. If we want to talk about cultural impact, boy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Coaches, most of the time, outlive players. Mm-hmm. But owners outlive all of them. Absolutely. That's so, a great bar. I said it again. Coaches <laughs> outlive players. Owners outlive everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Patriots have never been the same since Tom Brady left. Here's also the thing. Nobody is bigger than the system. The Patriots still make billions of dollars every single year. So who lost? Robert Kraft is always, that's the purpose of being an owner. Equity over everything. So who yeah, lost? Equity, yeah. So who Bill lost? Bill a check. No, nah, he really no, no. He's still coaching. He's still going to be out of there soon. He's still coaching. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think he's going to be out of there soon. And that's the thing. Nobody's the bigger thing. than the program. That's why I said to run it back to the Kanye thing. Like he has, he's, uh, he's in a position where he can have the leverage, right? Yeah. So now if he even wanted to create something or have equity, it's like, yo, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to do this deal. I'm going to watch y'all keep bleeding. Because yeah. there is no say. Like, how do I know when you sell 500 million? You're going to stop yeah. saying it. They're not going to open the book. You're going to stop sales and say, like, well, yeah. well, we, we've reached our, our mark and thank yeah. you for the partnership and go on with your way. There is no way to know. Yeah. Right? They're probably holding it like, yo, we're going to sell it. They're probably projecting, like, we're going to do $2 billion in sales. Easily. And we, he can't go back to Nike. He yeah, and it's not like we're going to be like, yo, hey, we're going to yeah. open the books and show you. Yeah. We're just going to agree to these terms and then we'll figure this thing out. There is no way. But he has leverage now. If he says, yo, I don't want to agree to this. You know why, you know why he doesn't have leverage? In this scenario? Okay. Because he doesn't have money. That's what I said. Can't go, if, to, can't go to war unless your money's right. That's what I said. Absolutely. Said that. That's Absolutely. what I said. Absolutely. I said if he needs it from a monetary standpoint. Point, yeah. Right? Now, he may say, like, I'm comfortable living in my backpack with $40 million, Right? He might be comfortable doing that. Or he might say, like, yo, my ego knows that I'm, I'm worth $10 billion. Yeah. And if in order me to get back there, I got to get this capital to build what I really want. And that might be a, something he could do too, right? But it's just about yeah. where, you, where you're where at with it. Because he might be, a, like, remember for like two months, he was just, I'm living out of my book bag. And you randomly see him at the Edition Hotel in LA. And he's in the lobby. And then, but I think he knew the downfall was coming in. He felt it. Yeah, yeah. But is he comfortable yeah. in this space now? I don't know. That, that's a hard fall. No. Are we going to be real? No. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't no. know. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's a different type of dude. I don't yeah. know. Good lesson. If you have something good, don't ruin it. Whether that's the executive, star player, coach. Or read your paperwork. True, because we don't even First. know we don't know what the percentage of the say they say of five hundred million, he's not gonna get a hundred million dollars out of this deal. No, he's not. And but once again, nobody's bigger than the program. Never. Understand when you understand that, you'll go far in life. Yeah. When you don't it, understand that, you'll have trouble. It's, it's, Adi- it's the same. If that's true, Adidas wouldn't wouldn't have got went back to reconcile what they did wrong to get them. They would have been able to run the program without them. That's short no. term. That's short term, right? Long term, Adidas is going to exist twenty years prior after this. Well, we'll see, right? But the thing is, uh, like, yeah, it, I'm it, like, who? it's this, it's the same game plan, right? Nike knows at some point Jordan is going to stop playing basketball. So what they do, they create Team Jordan. Yeah. Right, that wasn't successful. Nobody even nobody even thinks about that when Eddie Jones and Ray Allen yeah. was doing Jumpman. Nobody yeah. wears Jumpman. Yeah, they needed to bring back the retros of the guy who made the money. But while they're doing that, they're looking for the next talent. Oh, there's this guy from L.A. Oh, we got to get him. Oh, this is this kid from Akron. Yeah. We gotta definitely have to get him. And they also Nike also used Kanye and Don C and their cultural influence for no equity to make the retros pop. This is also true. I remember when Don C was the first one. Don C and Kanye killing were, retros, like those retros back. That's a fact. Negotiate from the very beginning so you don't get screwed over. Because there's no loyalty in business, only what the paperwork says. There you have it, Vincent. Um, 
Okay. So the next bull market in stocks won't kick off until the Fed is forced to bail out the U.S. government. That's what Bank of America has stated. So Mm -hmm. the Bank of America is saying that there will not be another bull market until we get a bailout Mm -hmm. from the government. What's the the deal with this? America's in trouble. Um, Inflation keeps going up. Does not seem to slow down. Seem to slow down anytime soon. It says we're going up to six. <laughs> Which would be gracious. <laughs> the bond market is falling apart. The housing market, housing applications have dropped almost 50%. The savings rate from 2020 went from 40% down to three. People don't even really have money to invest into market extra expenses now. Um, and someone asked me, are we going to have like a hard crash? I think this is going to be like a slow, gradual crash that just continues to like grind down we're going to have to change almost everything that we how we do business in this country otherwise we're going to fall apart very fast we have some really big competitors in Mm. brazil russia india china that are all coming to eat our lunch at the same time while leadership is not doing a great job while the federal reserve is trying to offset the issues that we're having but they haven't been doing a great job um i keep saying it america is hulk hogan it was amazing in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, and now we're falling apart, and now we're on our worst leg. We have a lot of improving to do, and we need to do this really fast. Like, the next three, four, five years are going to be incredibly important. Yeah. It looks like we do need a bailout, for sure. I'll, I'll give you a statistic, all right? They said the U.S. government currently has a debt pile of $31 trillion. trillion. With a T. I'm going to give you context behind that. $31 trillion, and that's expected to soar... Uh, by 20 trillion over the next 10 years. So mm-hmm. we're potentially looking at 50 trillion with a T, uh, the debt pile, right? Yeah. That's the equivalent of $5.2 billion a day and $218 million every hour. Spending like drunken sailors. And we sold our toll roads many years ago. There's very little innovation in the United States of America. Um, small businesses are not doing as well. The government don't have enough programs to help the small businesses. Corona bailouts. That's tough, man. A lot of it, a lot, of, a lot is happening in that same time. I mean, so here's here's the good thing. You can always you can always print money, and there will be there will be another stimulus. So when they say things like this, like the average person is looking like, oh, this is a doomsday. But stimulus is part of the American economy. And also it, leads it, to the downfall. Well, it's been happening for 50 years. It's not like something that just, it's just it accelerated during COVID and during the financial crisis 2008. Mm-hmm. But there's always been bailouts. There's always been stimulus programs. But you can say this one, like once we got off the gold standard, that's when that was a canary in a coal mine that told us like America was starting to fall apart. No, it wasn't. That's, a- that's when America became great again. What do you mean? That, that was the greatest years of America. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so, so when the dope boys ran up the bag in Atlanta and St. Louis and money was flowing in. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> shout out to the guys, right? I don't know who he's talking about. Shout the money the came in so fast, it felt like it was never going to end. Yeah. And then you have the day when it all goes away. So the, America's like in the fallen version of like. So, so the, at some point so you're the, saying that, yo. Stimulus is obviously a part, and we saw it expedited. That's why I was saying this 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 debt pile of fifty trillion, which is like I mean you can't even count to that, but like yeah. at some point 
we got to stop printing the Every money. time we print money, we're borrowing <laughs> literally from our future. So let's, it's like having a bad credit card. No, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Listen, sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It. It's. Uh, listen, America became the world's number one superpower. I think after World War One. Uh-huh. Right. It was like 1940, 50. That's two. That's two. I think World War Two was 41 to 45. So what was what, World War One like in 1930s to like 22? It was after the Great Depression. Great Depression is 29. So look, my whole point is this hasn't even been a hundred year cycle. Mm-mm. Empires last 252 years. So how long has America been running? We haven't even hit a hundred year mark. What you're referring to as far as the gold standard, that was during President Richard Nixon. Nixon. That's mm-hmm. 69. That was right around 1970. And look at the decline of the dollar since. Everyone put in chat, but, how much has the dollar fallen since but we came also, off the gold standard? But also, look at the rise of the American economy from 1970 to 2010. It's Jose Canseco. It's the, but Still, listen, yeah. it's the biggest, what tech and everything has been able to accomplish in the last 40 years hasn't happened in 4,000 years in, America, in world history. Mm-hmm. This is actually the biggest economic miracle ever. So that's actually the... America's best times actually came after they got taken off of the goal. That sounds like all the girls in LA that party, they go to the bathroom and real quick, and then like, oh my God, it's the best party ever. It is for right now. A gentleman's bump. Hey. <laughs> well, nothing, we know this, nothing, nothing, nothing lasts forever. I think the key is what you said. How long, when is sustainability? Ten, ten years. Capped? Ten years. Uh, China will have a bigger economy in America, they said, in, in the next ten years. Absolutely. So at that point, China is India's number one. India's on our ass, too. So at that point, China is number one. Yeah. China's going to be number one. Because of gross mismanagement. And debt. So, yeah. but here's the thing. Just because you're not number one doesn't mean you, you still can't be successful. Like you'd be great. Great Britain is still a successful country. Yeah. <laughs> eh, not how it used to be. Of course, of course, yeah, not. of course not, yeah. And and this is the difference. Like we had some. Would like, you rather live in London or or Uzbekistan? No disrespect to Uzbekistan. Shout out to all y'all, um, Balky and all y'all. I would prefer to be in Mexico. When I say come to DC, I'm coming back soon. Love y'all. I would so, rather be in London, and we'll see you in June. Yes, that's a fact. Well I got the date. I got shout the date. out yeah. to London. I got the date. But but, but the number one cause of all empires collapsing, one of the top three reasons is printing too much money. And negligence. Gross. I mean, it was gross negligence printing all this money. But it's also, yeah. Yes. This is a difficult yes. issue. Yeah. It's negligence on, some people have to take accountability as well. Not just the government's fault. Empires fall because of the people too. The people, starts the, top, the people have gotten lazy. The people have not championed the right thing. Yeah, government influences, but. The greatest influence. Yeah, but you still got to take responsibility. They program our food, water, education system. 100,000 people listen to Market Mondays every single week, right? They're they're making a decision to do that. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, they're saying, like, who put the liquor liquor store in the neighborhood? Well, who made you drink liquor? But programming is there for a reason, though. But But we're trying to. You got to take it, but it's self responsibility. At some point in time, you got to have accountability. I agree. But but a greater force is and Keys and I had this conversation like about what was the greatest products in American history, slavery being number one. That was the first business. The American education system is like the most successful startup for the Rockefeller family. And it and it fell apart. What did? American education. 
how when all of our kids are mandated to go by law? Because we went from being one of the top educations to we're not even in top 15. No, the education system was not to benefit us. It I'm not talking the, about us. Yeah. I'm talking about every person in America. Educationally ranking, we're behind 15 or more countries, not just black people. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This, no, is, a, this is a racial thing. I'm talking no, about. I'm not saying, people are yeah, not I, educated I, on every level. I'm saying from a. I think you're talking about from a business standpoint. From, you're talking from, from a business from an standpoint, individual standpoint yeah. right? Like yeah. from a business standpoint. Yeah, the American right. education system was created by Rockefeller to be, to benefit his companies. Yeah, but I'm saying only way to benefit his companies is you still need to have educated people, or you just need you, you need, need bodies. bodies. You still need productive people. You need, or I mean, you need productive people. True, you need productive but people. But the most important thing is you need. Listen, people. TikTok and all of this. This is creating a generation of unproductive people. Instagram first. Instagram, yeah, it plays a part for sure. Big part. Hey, Meta. <laughs> See you. Gotta soon. make some changes. See you soon. <laughs> See you soon. Shout, shout Gotta out. make some changes. Shout out to all y'all. Heard of hip hop has done verified folks. Yeah, AB and I was so we were talking about this earlier. How much damage has hip hop done? That is a tool of destruction that got put in our communities too. Yeah. How much damage has drugs done? We we consume more drugs than any country in the world. Absolutely. One thousand percent. We consume more everything. We consume more pornography. We consume more drugs. We have more people incarcerated. Mm-hmm. We have you, we do everything more. We consume more alcohol. Take it to the max. We consume more fast food. We have That's the worst diets. We have the highest rate of diabetes. We have the highest rate of cancer. We have the highest rate of heart attacks. <laughs> this is a... And who's going to benefit from that? Apple, Microsoft, Eli, but Lilly, it's a pattern of, BlackRock, and it's Vanguard. It's a pattern of indulgence. Once, how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's true. And, but it's, and there's the business aspect, right? Absolutely. I got the bodies. That's done by design. You become the product. Yep. If I can train you from a kid all the way through 18, 19, 20, not to fight, to go with the system, go with the yeah, flow. Some, some are going to make it up. 1%, yeah. I open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. Fact. Right? <laughs> but what do you guys think? <laughs> do you think we are programmed and we need to be deprogrammed, or is it a issue of lack of accountability? But America's unlearn. No, it's everybody's fault. It's not just it's not just the people. It's the government's fault. It's people's fault. It's everybody's fault. Enough blame to go around. What do you guys think? Best comment. I will cash app you tonight. <laughs> Let me know. Engagement. I've been watching Mr. Beast's videos. Captain Cash App. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Captain Cash I like App. That. The average 401k <laughs> lost 20% of its value last year, mm-hmm. what should the audience do to increase gains in their long-term portfolios? They should come to Market Mondays Live in Los Angeles. First thing. The best decision that you can make. I wrote that down. Hey, I mean, listen, <laughs> two tech, two index, no stress, but the truth is, like, you have to learn, going back to the accountability part, no one cares about your money the way that you will. So you have to learn how to invest in your own. And you also, so here's the thing. I came in as a financial advisor in 2007. Mm-hmm. That worst economic downturn it was hell on earth back since then. the since the great the depression. depression yeah yep. nothing that we've seen this year or last year is, is remotely is close close to that they thought the country was going to fall apart they thought the world was yeah. going to fall apart you got to understand they was in greece and couldn't get money out of atm machines yes. it was a worldwide economic disaster yeah um that's when i started that's where i started it's a great time to start it is yeah it is. Only can go up from here. Um, yeah, you got for real. <laughs> you got to build the down cycle. So, so I, I started during the worst economic downturn. Then, obviously, Corona came. That was another disaster. That was short. That was short lived. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one thing has remained consistent. Over the course of time, yes. equities have gone up. Yes. Equities have gone up over the course of time. Sometimes it takes 18 months for it to recover. Sometimes it takes eight, eight weeks for it to recover. But this is why dollar cost averaging is important because when you put money into investments while they're down, that's the best time that's to buy. Best time to buy. You buy low, sell high. That's like the number one rule thing. So when you are in your 401k and you're putting money in, you got to continue to put money in. Absolutely. This is what happened during 2008. A lot of people got, they panicked. They stopped putting money in. They cashed out their 401k yeah. or they moved from equities. They moved from stocks to stable. Like they, they, they put it in the money market. Yeah. They lost, they, they saw their account go from 500,000 to 300,000. They got scared. They took it out of stocks. Mm -hmm. They put it in the money market. You know what happened the next year? Stock market went up 42%. Went they didn't get any of that. And if you're a year away from reti retiring, I get it. But if you're like 50 or younger, you have to keep your money in that. Don't panic. It's Don't a long-term play. Yeah. Over the course of time, history history is the only thing that we can really gauge. History has always said that stocks go up. Yes. Yeah. Warren Buffett just said this at the Berkshire uh, meeting. Investing is not hard. He was like, look, yeah. if, if over the 100-year span, I've been investing. He's 92 years old. Mm -hmm. He said, I've been investing since I was in my... Late to early twenties. Yeah, he said. Majority of my life, I'm telling from a historic standpoint, it always goes it's up. It's always yeah. going to go up. Yep. We don't have to complicate this. Yep. For those of you who are new, welcome to the show. VOO is a S and P index fund. That's like an all star team. VTI, same thing. Apple, one of the top companies of all time. Microsoft. It's like having Jordan and LeBron on the same team, so you don't have to debate which goat to pick. Right? You want to have both in your arsenal. And then also, sometimes, so most of the time for 401k, you're not going to be able to put individual stocks in yeah. 401k. Sometimes they might not even let you to put like an index fund depending on the 401k. But you will be able to nine times out of 10 to do target date funds, mm -hmm. something that's extremely beneficial. So it's like the, the, year that you're planning on retiring, whether it's 2030, 2040, it's 2050, yeah. 2060, then they have a fund dedicated to that most of the time in your 401k plan or your retirement plan. Mm -hmm. And it gets more conservative as you get closer. So it, alloc it reallocates itself over the course of time. That's extremely beneficial as opposed to you just trying to do it yourself. Um, so when you're investing in your 401k, look at the perspectives, look to see your options, but that's always a good choice Options as in what you can invest in long Choices. term, not yeah. trading options. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, you know, um, this always just think long term. Long story. Please. Just. That's think the easiest win. Please. Five years minimum. 30, like, it's impossible if you invest in S&P 500 to lose over a 20-year period. I know some people are going to say, hey, I don't have 20. Those 20 years are going to go by like a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, just think about this. When we were telling people five years, 10 years in 2020. 20, 20, yeah. They're already halfway through it. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's, it's already three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just be diligent with, with what you're doing and just have the patience. Have the, have the discipline. More than the patience, have the discipline to stay the course. I want you guys to do, like, an assessment real quick. If you started investing when Amigos first came out to their breakup, like, what percentage would you be up? I'm assuming at least 1,500%. said the game can't come. It can't come back. See? And I ain't get left off bad bougie. So, so look like, look and best for the long term. Best in piece of tape. Yes. Shout out to, to Hancho. One of the greatest groups of all time, AB, or no? Shout out to Offset, too, man. Better than the locks or no? It's commercially successful, yes. 
commercial. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having debates. Jada, Styles, I want to issue. Styles be quick. Hey, brother, what was up with that? Yeah. We're not even going to uh, do that on here. Shout I'm, out to 914. I love you. Shout out to Atlanta. I made a post on Instagram that got a lot of traction two weeks ago. I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I wanted to just briefly talk about me. it as far as, um, so I had my son with me in uh, All Star. So Amazing. this is something that I wanted to highlight because we made a post about it, but sometimes when you when you actually make it a real world case, Example? yeah, yeah, it's easier for people to understand it because yeah. it's not just like a hypothetical thing. So, you know, one of the, one of the benefits with being an employer is that you can employ your children, mm-hmm. right? This is something that's extremely beneficial because it's like most of the time a child can't work. I think you can't get working papers in most states until you're like, what, 14 years 14, old? yeah. So that's one thing, right? But the rules are different for business owners. Yes. For business owners, you can employ your child as long as they they can do a, a, a job, right? A one-year-old can't be yeah. a computer scientist, guys. So <laughs> don't do, don't, don't, don't. Don't be stupid. Yeah, they they got to be older than seven. Please. Yeah. So just Please. so y'all know, they got to be older than seven. Yeah. But just use common sense. Yeah. Um. But so my son is twelve, right? So obviously he's old enough to work. He's yeah. old enough to do things. So we put him to work. He does a variety of different things. But one of the cool things about being a business owner is that the IRS allows you to put twelve thousand nine hundred fifty dollars a year. You can pay your child yeah. that. Um. So here's the real benefit though, because that money that you pay your child. Is tax deductible yes. to the business, so it's a tax deduction, yep. and it's tax free income mm-hmm. to your child. Don't debate me on this, please. It's not debatable. Okay. So, um, you got on your red. You going to show shoddy today? <laughs> slightly, <laughs> slightly. Like it. So here's the thing: why is why is this beneficial, right? Because you're going to have to give your child money anyway, mm-hmm. right? If you're a, a good parent, you're going to have to give your child money anyway. So. Why not, instead of just giving them an allowance, why not actually pay them, mm-hmm. have them work a job, right? Get to learn a business. And bond. So, so you get you get that camaraderie. You get them to learn. Now you get inner workings as far as a family and yeah. business together, right? You're saving money by giving your child money now. Absolutely. Now, this is not just me giving you an allowance. Now I'm actually saving money because I'm paying you. Yeah. But you can also put a portion of that into a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. right? Invest it for your child. Yes. And now that money is growing tax-free. Yeah. When they take it out for retirement, it's tax-free. Yes. Right? Or you can put it in an Utma account and have it growing. So these are things where it's like little things like that. I spoke about this on The Breakfast Club. It's like you could put a couple thousand dollars into a Roth IRA just for a couple of years. Yeah. And the compound interest, interest on that, on it, yeah. millions of dollars. Easily. In 40 years, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, the people are going to say, oh, well, it takes 40 years. Yeah. Well, Your kids are going to need money in 40 <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, you're not going to need money Trust when you're 60? Me. Yes. <laughs> what, how, like you, and that money is going to actually take care of the parent. Yeah, okay. in, in 40 years, they'll be 50. Yeah. If somebody had a million dollars for you and said, you can't touch until you're 60. Are you going to be mad about that? At 20, maybe. I'm just saying as far as but, like but you, you didn't do anything yeah. for yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you yeah. do anything for It's not like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is just extra. Yeah. You still got money that you're making on your own. You're still living your life. It's just an extra added bonus. And look how much of like a, an emotional cushion mm-hmm. that gives you like, kind of like with the Iverson deal. Exactly. It was, it was reported like you know, he made yeah, lost you know a bunch of money. Yeah, but it's like, at least in 20 years, you know it'll be there. So you have a cushion to take care of your family. And for my parents, the easiest win is to invest for your kids. 
if you just hold for 10, 15 years through these cycles, my God, like you can be up 2,000, 3,000%. You pick the right companies long term and don't touch it. And and when you do that, man, it it alleviates your children from having financial trauma. Absolutely. Right? Like they don't have to wonder whether, like, yo, I can't do this because we can't afford that. Or I might have to sacrifice doing this because my family can't. You know what I mean? It's just a different level of freedom that they have. And so they're able to explore and navigate through the world a little bit differently. I feel like that, like, that becomes like one of those goals as a parent. It's like I'm watching them just make decisions based because they want to try that. And then another thing, like, Derek Grace, I I haven't really seen too much of his post lately, but a couple years ago, he said something that was actually very insightful. His delivery wasn't the most compassionate, Mm -hmm. but it was actually some value in it when he was saying how, like, if I'm a business owner, right, Mm -hmm. and I work my whole life to start a business, and when my kid turns 16, they have to work at IHOP, that's my failure. You failed. Yeah, you that's yeah. real. Because it's like, if if I'm, what am I working for having a business? You need a job. You're working for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get it out the month, so you can go get it out the month. But it's not even That's that. Right. It's yeah, not even man. just, it's just like, your first priority is to your family. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why most businesses So it's created. like, if you're, if you want to work to make money, you're going to work for me. Yeah. If you make a decision not to work for me for whatever reason, that's your own personal decision. Yeah. Now you're on your own. And you can't enjoy the benefits of the kingdom. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah. it's like... We had, but that's a conversation we just had. Yeah. Like with, with uh, Cheryl on the last episode, it was like the succession plan. Yes. Right? Like how often were they brought around it? Right? Because sometimes you you want to pass it down and they may not be interested. But at what point did you show them the benefits of being them. part of this? Right? And show them like, yo, this is the hard work that comes with it. Yeah. And so it becomes a natural thing. Right? With Don Peoples, where we see like... We speak to Don, but when you speak to his son, it's like, yo, yeah. you can feel it. Like, yeah. he's been around this. He's entrenched yeah. in this to the point where it's now it's like, yo, he's becoming the most trusted advisor to his dad. And rightfully so, because the company is certainly going to be at a point there's going to be succession. Like, he needs to take over this. You and think, you can feel it. Do you think some parents are not sharing or involving their kids, A, either because they don't like the business or they're using the business to escape from the responsibility of being a parent? I think a lot of most businesses, unfortunately, are not businesses. They're hustles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you don't have an employee. You don't have a plan. You're not really even making money. No systems. Yeah. So you're working. You're you're a self-employed employee. Mm-hmm. You're a self-employed employee. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Where you're working a job and you're pretty much the only thing is you just don't have a boss, but that's it. Yeah. So a you're not in a position to hire your child, but b it's not appealing for the child to even right. be interested in doing that. Why, do like, I, why? why would I want to do this? <laughs> exactly. This is not working. Yeah, it's this, taking my dad away from me. It's taking my mom away from me all this time. They've yeah. had to work this hard. These are like, do I want to do that? Is that yeah. something that I want That's to aspire a good point. to do? Yeah. And so it's like, for all right, let's say my kid, since we're talking about him, he's already seeing this. So it's like, of course you would want to be involved in this. Yeah. What's your What's your alternative? Yeah. Like you want to work at at the camp? Yeah. Or you want to go to London. I want them clothes he have on. You want to go to London or you want to work at the camp? For real. You make a decision. I'll be dripped out. (laughs) So it's like, at at a certain point, that's not a difficult decision to make. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the exposure is important at a young age Mm -hmm. because ultimately, you want your children to work in the business. Absolutely. Because, like, why not? Right? That's the real world. That's the real way to kind of build the, the generational wealth. They're working outside of the So that's the, here's the, the interesting part is like 
that really could be your life story, right? Like, so you watched your dad. Was that your experience when you were watching your dad be, become an entrepreneur? Are you looking at it like, I want to do that? Yeah, well, see, my my situation is a little different because I saw I saw every aspect of it. That's what I'm saying, right? The ups right. and downs like, of it. Now I see, yeah, right. now I see it. He's yeah. he's seeing a, a different. Seeing all ups. He's, yeah. yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. He's seeing the highlight. He's seeing the highlight reels. He's getting like the highlight YouTube version yeah. of it. What I'm saying, like you've seen all aspects of it. But at, to answer at, your question. At any point, did it deter you to say like, maybe entrepreneur is it for me? I was like, yo, I'm getting to see the mistakes firsthand. So now I don't even have to make them because it becomes a blueprint. Both. No, I never. it never was a thing where entrepreneurship wasn't for me. Okay. Because I always saw the value in being your own boss. I'm watching him, yeah. even if even if you know there's ups and downs in, in being an entrepreneur. So, but for me, the freedom, the time, because it's like my mom is the, is a teacher, yeah. so that's the exact opposite. She ain't have freedom, she ain't have time. She had to go to work. She couldn't miss a day. Yeah. But my dad had luxuries and freedom, as far as his time. Yeah. So that to me, I'm like, I always gotta be able to. Nobody Control can your tell time me inventory. Somebody can tell me. I can't go to lunch. Yeah. Or I can't go to my kids' basketball game yeah. because I gotta work overtime. That's why you like, quit the jobs you had. Yeah. So yeah. but ironically, nobody has to tell me that now because I can't go because I'm just not around. <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you trade one thing for another. For another That's yeah. just yeah. the irony of yeah. life. That'd be part of it. I don't think we talk about that though. Yeah, and even see my dad, like same thing, like you see ups and downs, yeah. but the joy that you see an entrepreneur have, knowing that like you can have a bad quarter. Yeah. And in one week, a contract can come through and it changes everything. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, joy yeah. and vigor that yeah, you have, that's yeah. like, I'd rather do that. Yeah. When I saw other family members have more stable jobs and they work in the mill, but as soon as they got off work at three, they complain from three to yeah. nine at night. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that end of the spectrum. Like, I watched my parents go to work at seven o'clock and they came home at seven o'clock. Mm. And so it was like, yo, damn. It, I had that mentality like, yo, I can't go to a professional career where I have to work for 35, 40 years. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I always tell my pops, I'm like, yo, there's no guarantee that if you work there 40 years, there's no guarantee that I can even get an interview at that job. That's it doesn't grant me anything. And what it does do is take you out of the home more than you're in the home. Absolutely. Right? And so it was like, yo, damn, I wonder what that would be like for my kids. Yeah. And so I used to tell people all the time, like, yo, I'm not, I'm not going to be teaching for 25 years. They thought I was bugging out. I'm like, nah. Yeah. I'm like, I think 50 is going to be the, that shit. Like, if I'm doing that at 50, something went wrong. They're like, yeah. oh, 50, you got to retire at 65. I'm like, nah, 50. They're like, what? At the time, I'm 35. Telling people. You got to enjoy life now. I, I taught for 10 years. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing They're like, well, what happens at 50? I'm like, if I haven't figured it out by then, then I, I've done something wrong. Yeah. Granted, we were doing other things to try to figure it out. Yeah. And I stopped being in the school district by 38. Grass. Forget 50. Vision is everything. You see what, what I'm saying? But, but yeah. It, it's watching them go to work all the time, all the time, and just being, it was like, damn, they working really hard, man. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They miss things. Like, I, I watched his dad come to basketball games, and my parents couldn't come to basketball games yeah. because they had to work because they had to provide, which is like extremely grateful for. But it was like, what happens on the other end of that? That level of support, that level of being present in those things. Yeah. That's the freedom. And we see it with our kids. That yeah. time together is the real bag. You can give yeah. your kid all the money yeah. in the world. Your kid wants time. Yep. I ask that, hey, you want to go here, want to go there? He wants me to watch Kalis on YouTube and watch Mr. Beast and watch <laughs> Fortnite. I'm like, oh, we can go to the Rockets game and be front court. He's like, let's, let's play Fortnite. Yeah. The time with your kid is the real bag. The I'm, time is we we on a Naruto phase in my house, so I'm doing okay. a lot of training right now. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Um... 
how were you able to replace the work of eight people with chat GBT? And uh, what is the law of three that you are using to be more efficient? So for me, the law of three is to focus on three, the three most important tasks of the day by 3 p.m. So like no meetings, uh, no distractions. And for me, that's given me like an incredible multiple. I know there's return on investment, but we need to start looking at return on time. Um, but I want to do a test and see, like, if I can take all the functionality of the virtual assistants, operating officers, and people who are helping in the business, and I literally just mapped out every position in ChatGPT, every role, and start playing with the software over, like, the last couple of weeks. And I've been able to churn out, like, an entire follow-up sequence for clients, research. So I'm pro-hiring people. Because I know when I posted, some people was like, you need to hire more people and you can't be this evil capitalist. I'm like, I'm a kind capitalist at times, right? Kind capitalist. But I think, and I said this last year, we're entering an era of ultra-efficiency. So like now when I hire people, I want to show them how to use AI, ChatGPT, Jasper, and some other tools to make them be able to replace eight employees themselves. So out of one person, I'm getting a return of, of eight. So I've always talked about, I want to put $1 in to make five for anyone I work with now, they have to be able to do the work of eight people. So, and we see what AB, AB do, the, do the work of 15 people. 100, 100 people. Yeah. The thing about it is that um, <laughs> people don't understand. Like, everybody says, like, you need to hire more people. And I'm not opposed to that. But I why? Right but, person. But why? Yes. Because, once again, you can't, you can't understand something until you're, in, until you're in the other person's shoes. Mm -hmm. It's hard to understand something until you're in the other person's shoes. Yeah. I remember watching somebody at work one time and I'm never I'm never an employee. I'm always self-employed. Even when I had no employees, I'm I'm self-employed. Yeah. So I'm watching somebody at a desk and this is not during lunch break. Mm -hmm. This is during 11 a.m. Yeah. And then they're on Amazon. <laughs> Buying it up. You don't understand, like, that hurt me. Yeah. And I wasn't even paying the person because yeah. I'm looking at it like, there's an entrepreneur mm -hmm. that's not spending time with his family. Yes. That's making sure that he's going to pay his employees. And take care he, of payroll. Because you got to pay your employees before you pay yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's sacrificing his time with his family. Mm -hmm. He's sacrificing the money that he's earning to pay his employees. Mm -hmm. And their number one priority is to do as least work as possible. Absolutely. I've heard people check. say like the 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 goal of this job is to do the least work as possible. To not get fired. Oh, I see it every day, bro. So every day. Yeah. So it's like, how is that something that it's you under there, yeah. you you, you want to champion, right? Because yeah. it doesn't matter to you because it's not coming out of your pocket. Yeah. But when it comes out of your pocket, it's gonna feel different. It's yeah. like a child. A child never is gonna appreciate money. Until they have to earn it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When they got to earn it themselves, they're not going to waste it. See, like, it's even more personal because I'm watching that in education. Mm. So, like, you watching at somebody's desk, they're like, yeah, it's an important job or important task, and they shopping on Amazon Prime and all that. But I'm watching somebody do that in front of someone's children. Wow. On a daily basis. Right? That's like, deep, yeah. And so, like, you watching this, and yeah. you know the detriment that it's and causing. The impact it's going to have, yeah. And you know it, and it's just like, what can you do? Yeah. Because that person might be tenured, or they might you know the assistant principal, or it's a fit, and you, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and it's just like, yo, you're really depriving this kid of education. Number one, number two, they're never gonna have this experience again. Mm -hmm. You'll probably teach first or second grade again next yeah. year, ten years. I don't know. You're probably doing the same thing, 
that kid's only going to have one chance to be six or seven years old. And depending on how it goes, it may affect the Long next term. five, six years of education. Forever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's personal, man, when, when people do things But like let me that. ask you this about ChatGPT. So what exactly are you using? You're using ChatGPT... The pay version, yeah. ...to answer to, emails? To answer email, create emails, uh, create invitations, do research. Like, anything that I would have an employee or an assistant do, I literally funneled through there. And you go into ChatGPT, you play around with it, you, mm -hmm. you you type in this is this, and then they come back with a response, and then you say, okay, this needs to change a little bit until they, until, you, until you get it right. And format it, yeah. And, and then once and just you get even it right. A, no, not to cut you off, but even like an email, like on average, I may send out 40 emails a week. I'm up to like 290 now. 290? Just from like going through. And they're all custom. Hmm. So like when I was sending messages back and forth with a couple of people, I'm like, hey, this is the reply. Can you put this in? Um, Ryan also put me on a tool called Canary. So if you go in Canary, you type triple C, the co-pilot will automatically like draft a response for you. You have to make a couple changes. And that's when I started playing around with the data and saw like in 3.0, it would give you some information about investing. Now they scrubbed all of that data. So when I'm telling people like they, cause you can access live information in ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're on the enterprise side, but mm. you can't on our side yet. So at one point, they would call out certain levels for the market for you to invest in. Now they're giving a blanket answer that you can't invest at a certain level. But I think what all employees and entrepreneurs need to realize, like the era of being inefficient is dead. And the first people that are going to get affected by this change in AI are black employees. Mm. It's going to be a tool to push us out. And going back to your point about not being efficient, like I told Tyler the other day, I'm like, you notice we never get any questions or concerns about the stock market when it's like 2 a.m. and everybody's at the club. 
It's always Monday at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I'm like, you're not even a Vesta. Why are you worried about what VO is doing right now? So we have to be more efficient. And I think the companies that are not, it's going to see a huge impact on their bottom line. Mm. Yep. And the companies that use the AI and tools and better systems are going to be the ones that ultimately take over like these next three or four years. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. DOA. It's becoming sort of, sort of a thing, and people uh, kind of like this, this this segment. So we're going to talk about a few companies. We're going to talk about strong vital signs or if they need life support. We talked about ChatGBT. Yes. So the first company I want to got the laptop out ready. You know, I have to go. be ready. Um, so let's talk about NVIDIA. Obviously, we saw they had- Can we have our little moment to brag? I, I, you do it for me, man. No, no. Listen, <laughs> very seldom will Troy, I vehemently tell you, shout out to the group text. Shout out to everybody that's in the Market Monday chat. So you remember our first call- uh, and I told you once a month we're gonna give you an option call that we're in. If I mean, I was pretty adamant about the call that we should have been in. It involved yes. Nvidia, um, and obviously after they reported, I mean, investing in trading has considerable risks. Has, Please consult your advisor. Yeah. Options and futures is not Absolutely. for everyone, but if you listened, congratulations. Yes. If you didn't, also congratulations. At least you heard the information so you know that it is it is worth listening to. So let, let's start with Vital Signs, Dead or Alive, NVIDIA. I already know where we're going, but go ahead. NVIDIA live, alive and well, and I think um, over this next year or two, they'll be one of the most important stocks in the stock market for sure. Absolutely, especially when we talk about chat GBT and we yes. talk about AI. I want to add a little context to it. Uh, so as far as GPUs, and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about the difference between GPUs and CPUs. CPUs, uh, GPUs is what NVIDIA produces, graphic cards. And so when we're talking about AI, this is the number one. They're the number one producer of uh, GPUs for artificial intelligence. Yeah. So whether you're talking about Microsoft using ChatGPT or you're talking about Google using ChatGPT, they're both going to be using NVIDIA. Yep. Um, and so this is going to be a force. So make sure, please, to, to have that. If it's not, you're not... Looking at it, make sure to put it on your watch list. Yeah, and I have NVIDIA going to 340.67 in like 18 months. That's a strong buy call. All right, let's go to ticker ANET, Arista Networks, an American computer networking company designed to sell multi layer networking switches and deliver software defined network- networking for large data centers. Talk that that guy triggered me when he said only talks about Apple and Microsoft. So I'm going to my bag. <laughs> um, I like this one. ANET, the ticker. Um, this one is alive. It is a sleeper. If you go back to 2016, it was at $13.13. It's not $135.53. And it should get to like $173 in about 12 months. So yeah, I love this one. So we got strong vital signs here. Let's go to ticker ENPH. Company is in phase energy. So they develop and manufacture solar micro inverters, battery energy storage, and EV charging stations primarily for residential customers. What's your thoughts? Strong vital signs, life support. Yeah, I like Enphase. Um, They probably will fall to 95 bucks and 55 cents. They're currently at 198. Long term, I love them. So going back to what you were saying earlier, if you hold for five years, you'll be good. Um, But if you're just buying it today because we talked about it, Mm -hmm. huge mistake, wait to 95, 55, but this company is great long term. Yeah, you're thinking about it. We're talking about the EV space. We already talked about states that are making it mandated that electric vehicles are the way of transportation. California being one, New York being another by 2035. Yep. Residential, obviously, meaning people in their homes or apartment buildings. This sounds like something we definitely should keep an eye on. It was at 65 cents in 2017. Times have changed. Oh, baby. <laughs> Times have changed. Oh, baby. Uh, this is one, it was an interesting one. Elf, 
All right, ELF. Uh, they are a multi-brand beauty company that offers cruelty-free cosmetics and skincare products. Talk to us about it. I love this one. I mean, shout out to the ladies who keep their face beat. <laughs> Y'all be glowing, you know, little, uh, makeup setting spray and all that. L listen, um, Fenty Beauty has not went public. ELF is a good uh, secondary company to invest in for the long term until Rihanna decides that she wants to put Fenty Beauty publicly on the market. I love this one. It's good. I wouldn't buy it right now, but this one is very strong. Strong one. She got strong Sleeper. Signs. All right, let's go with this one. Ticker ISRG, Intuitive Surgical, a corporation that develops, manufactures, and markets robotic products designed to improve clinical outcomes of patients through minimally invasive surgery. This is one of my favorites for years. I'm concerned about this one. I'm not going to say it's dead, but we need a little uh, checkup on the vital signs. I think it'll get to 125 probably. It's at 231 now. Um, they've had some trouble over the last three or four quarters. I like them, keep them on the watch list, but I wouldn't invest in them right now. All right, so we got life support warnings there. All right, this is one of the companies we spoke about a lot on Market Mondays in the cybersecurity sector. Uh, Fortinet, ticker FTNT, cybersecurity solution, a uh, company that focuses on physical firewalls, antivirus software, uh, amongst a uh, many other things. Talk yeah. to us about Fortinet. I love this one. Um, if you look back in 2000, Antenos at a dollar and forty-eight cent. It is now at fifty-eight dollars and eighty-six cent. The space is only going to grow. Mm -hmm. The need for the services are going to uh, only grow. I like the company. Um, in comparison to CrowdStrike, which is falling a lot, definitely has. I like FTNT a uh, hell of a lot better, and they should get to like eighty-eight dollars and thirty-nine cent, and maybe are 18, we 14 months. Where would we put Fortinet in terms of cybersecurity companies? I know we got Zscaler. You said CrowdStrike. Are we top five in it, top three? We've been having a lot of top five. Debates. I'll say it's Paul George. It's like dominant. I wouldn't lean on it as a primary shot. Paul George, I want no smoke. Got you. But it's a good B player. It's a good secondary player. Still an all-star. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's go to this next company, and I'm going to reach out to them because I don't know why we haven't got Rashad a, a sponsorship or some type of partnership <laughs> branding deal. Let's go to Bumble. Uh, ticker B M. No, no, I'm gonna talk for you. No deal needed, <laughs> right? Um, Bumble. I love the founder. I love the premise of the app, but I'm gonna say this one is on life support. Life support. Yeah. One from eighty four dollars and eighty cents is currently a twenty three. Um, and if we're gonna be real, Bumble and Tinder has a great competitor in Meta. Instagram. Listen, I'm going to speak. If I had to invest in Meta, yeah. which I've been critical of, but I'm trying to help turn around, if I had to invest in them or Bumble, who would you guys rather invest in? Meta. Of course. It's, it's No, Instagram is a dating app. Absolutely. That's my point. Right. That's what I was thinking. That's For free. Yeah. So if your DMs are flooded, shout out to y'all. You know, I may, may have met a love interest or two in my life or to be a DM, I hypothetically. Love I love you. I've never been on Bumble doing that. So if you have a competitor that has a freemium version, freemium, right, with way more exposure, way more exposure internationally, no paid subscriptions, and majority of the American or Western society is using that platform yeah. eight times more than Bumble, there's really no reason to invest in it. It's, I love the founder, but this one isn't a good stock to invest it, in. It speaks to the part of having a competitive moat. Yes. This obviously you were just named two companies that are competitors. Yeah. There's no real competitive advantage that they would have over those two, obviously, from a standpoint of user space or user uh 
on the, the platform, they can't compete with that. No, they can't. Um, and the DMs, obviously. And just even in our own space, Match is a huge competitor in the song. Another one. Th- th- that one is falling apart. Match was at 182 It fell. It's at $41.34. The volume on, like, my grandmother used to always tell me there's no romance without finance. So since we're in a recession, I think it is having an adverse effect yeah. on people willing to pay to meet someone when you can get on. Anybody I, using Mumble in the room? No? Bumble? Tinder? No? Don't everyone speak at once. Match? Uh, you on Tinder? You on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Your automatic swipe right? Instant bucket, huh? Got you. Let's do two more. Boy. Robinhood. Robinhood. Uh, we, we saw what they meant to the retail investors during the pandemic. Uh, and we've seen how much they've fallen since that time. Uh, we sat down with the, the CEO, Vlad Tenev, Great. a very intelligent dude. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Robinhood? Um, nobody to somebody kills you. Life support. Nothing but slow singing, a flower bringer. If this burglar alarm start ringing. That's Biggie, AB. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robinhood's at $9.50. I know they have the relationship with uh, Citadel. But there is no competitive advantage right now to invest in Robinhood. You can even argue Coinbase would maybe be a better fit. And the entire sector is like just under yeah. attack from regulation. Um, Binance is finally going through some issues with the government. They're going to regulate the hell out of crypto. Robinhood, I would not touch. Yeah. Um, if you have not paid your visit to Robinhood in the hospital, go get your affairs in order. Go say your little last wishes. I don't think they're going to go out of business, but I don't think that they will ever be back at the prominence in the next five or six years that they were once and then in 2020. Yeah, the crypto space obviously being in decline doesn't help this, help that. At but all. from a standpoint of, let's just throw out the word acquisition, do you see somebody futuristically looking at Robinhood as something to acquire? Is it worth acquiring? E-Trade should. And I'm going to be, listen, I don't, I'm not caping. I think Meta should buy Robinhood. Okay. Hi, Marn. Hi, Alvin. <laughs> From a standpoint of the accessibility of how user-friendly it is? Yes. Okay. Because imagine doing that Robinhood phenomenon if they could have had the power in the platform of Instagram to help push Robinhood at the same time. Regulatory nightmare, but they probably could have onboarded users over to Robinhood. I don't know. I haven't seen a Robinhood screenshot in probably a while. eight months. It's been a while. Yeah, so they had a hot moment. They made it a hot line. Didn't make it a hot song. You know. So Citadel got what they needed to out of it, but that would be a good acquisition for for Meta, for sure. All right. Uh, Airbnb. Ticker ABNB. I actually like Airbnb more than I do Robinhood, which is... Um, and I just saw the clip that came back up about the cereal boxes. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Tough business to invest in. I wouldn't touch it right now. I'm not going to say it's dead or on life support. Um, Airbnb is like the 10th man on the bench. Probably can't hoop, but we're not going to let him start. We're not going to say no names because too many people be watching now. <laughs> I got in trouble that one time talking about Mookie Blaylock. All his cousins messaged me. My brother, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mookie was tough, bro. Absolutely. Shout out to Mookie Blaylock. I want no problems. <laughs> um, so, no, I wouldn't touch Airbnb at all, but I do think they will – if we have a lower inflation environment and spending goes back up, I think that business will be sustainable. I wouldn't invest in it now long term. It's not dead. 
but I wouldn't touch it. All right, let's do one more ticker, IBOC. International Bank Shares Corporation, they're engaged in providing a diversified range of commercial and retail banking services in its main banking branch facilities located in north, south, central, and southeast yes. Texas and south of Oklahoma. So most of us in the northeast have probably never heard of the company. The people who live, obviously, yeah. in those states probably have. What's your thoughts? IBOC is Kawhi on the Spurs. Like, Kawhi, really? Like, uh, if I go back to 96... What albums came out then? It was written, All Eyes on Me. Yeah. $4.70 is at $47.52. Not a gross stock, but very very little decline. 2009, it was at $8.97. So you're talking about a multiple, easy multiple of 5, 6X. It's one of those companies you never have to touch, never have to worry about. You do have to buy it at the right time. It is a sleeper that most people have not talked about. Very slow growth but very steady that you don't have. It's one of the ones you're talking about. You can put it away from your kids or yourself and never have to worry about it. Like, we don't hear any crazy off-the-court stuff with Kawhi. Every time we see him, it's like 22, 8, and 8. Mm. It's, it's one of those companies that are incredibly reliable. So we got steady vital signs. Yep. All right. I like it. There you have it. Earn Your Love, sponsored by Bumble. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. Can I interview you and ask you a question? I know you can't reveal mm. what y'all revealed to me yesterday. No, we can't. I'm just going to say, no, we can't. get your tickets to InvestFest <laughs> now. No, we cannot. Um, but in setting up those relationships, we're having a conversation at the table. Like, what's a good networking tip that you've given that a lot of people take for granted that has helped you, I don't want to put the projection of like 3X or 5X the business in a year? Well, I could tell the Dame Dash story. Okay. Because um, once again, him and 19 Keys are doing an event in Oakland. So right, the Dame Dash story is a very important story to tell. So Dame Dash, cultural icon, everybody knows who he is, right? Yes. So somebody, Cultural goat? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So somebody that we we looked up to and somebody that we wanted to have on the program as soon as we started the program. Mm -hmm. So we get introduced to another cultural icon, Kenny Burns, through Dave from United Masters. Shout, shout out to Dave. Dave. So Dave is somebody who uh, was listening to Earn Your Leisure early. Gotcha. Championed Earn Your Leisure. Let me give you a line of a, a, a timeline of events here. So Dave is somebody that listens to Earn Your Leisure early, like in the first twenty episodes, right? Wow. Mm -hmm. He meets Troy at a networking event. They they kick it off. They they introduce themselves to each other. He tells them that he really likes us. Da 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 da. Time out. How many networking events do you go to? I'm in them every day. Ian, so like this is key because yeah, I'm glad you got. <laughs> Please you, write you, this you, down. You came with us to to the award show. Yes, we're talking about, I'm yeah. sure. I said, stand here. I told you, I'm gonna scour the room. Yes. I'm gonna scan this entire room and tell you where we need to be. Yep. It's the same thing that happened that night. I scoured the room. Got you. I saw where Biggs was, and Biggs was somebody that obviously shout out to Biggs. We wanted to get on the show at the time. We, I had just made the error of saying like, "Yo, we'll do it the next time," and it never happened. I said, "Oh, he's standing there. Let yeah. me make my way over there." Yeah. I see Sherry Bryant. While I'm talking to Sherry Bryant, I meet Dave. Yeah. Dave is like, "Hey, I work for UM. I love you guys. We got 25 episodes, bro." Yeah. He's like, That's "Yo, y'all are game changers." He introduces us to Benny Pugh. He's like, "We need to connect. We need to connect. I need y'all to come to the United Masters office." That relationship spawns into, "Hey, anybody you need on your show that I can have, like, mm -hmm. like that I can help you with, my network is your network." Lesson number one, put out the content. Lesson number two, always be networking. I know y'all think we just be partying. No. No? Yeah. And then continuously, like how often do you follow up with your contacts? 
or relationships? No, we got we got to finish the story. Okay, bro. yeah. Not even because the Dave gets to, to gets to Kenny. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, before Kenny. Yeah. Let's rewind this story. Dave, there's two, there's three things to, to keep in mind with this play. So Dave brings us to United Masters mm-hmm. early. This was before the DJ Envy interview. We were about to drop the DJ Envy interview, wow. which is like episode 33, I think. Um, and United Masters wanted to work with us, mm-hmm. but it, they just didn't have an idea of what they really wanted to do yet at yeah. that time. So nothing happened, but it was a good intro relationship. Mm-hmm. Keep that in your mind because that plays a part later on. This plays a part to Market Mondays also. So then Dave, we go to Atlanta and we shoot a bunch of content in Atlanta for one weekend. So Dave was like, well, if you're in Atlanta, you should connect with Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns would be a great person for you to interview. We connect with Kenny Burns. Icon. We interview him. We we build a great relationship with Kenny Burns, right? He's been a great resource to us. We go to LA during COVID for a month. And we're out here for a month and we're saying, okay, who do we want to interview while we're out here? Mm-hmm. Dame Dash, he lives out here. How is that going to happen? Relationships. Yeah. Called Kenny. I called Kenny. Mm. Like, yo, we out in LA for a month. We want to interview Dame. You think you can make it happen? He puts me in a group chat with Dame Dash and was like, yo, my brother, earn your leisure. They want to interview you. you know what I'm saying, da da da. Dame like, cool, let's do it. We interviewed Dame Dash. From that interview, build a relationship with Dame Dash. Mm -hmm. Now, Dame Dash does a variety of different things. He does the 100th episode for us. Mm -hmm. He does Invest Fest for us. He does Assets Over Liabilities. Does a variety of different things. Keys has a high admiration for Dame Dash. Mm -hmm. Always has. Right? During the time in COVID, we also met 19 Keys for the first time. We interviewed mm. him during that our COVID run in LA. So I said, okay, Keys, he's been wanting to interview Dame Dash for a long time. I introduced him a while ago. Hold on, when, hold on, real quick. You have another great part. Where did we interview Keys at? At Dame Dash's studio. <laughs> he let us use his studio when mm. we was out there. So finally, the time was right to make the introduction, a formal introduction, for 19 Keys and Dame Dash. What made it the right time for you? Because I think it's a big lesson for the audience and time and not introducing somebody too early when they're not ready. Dame Dash wanted to do an event with us. We didn't really have the capacity to do the event, and I just felt like it would be better suited if 19 Keys, because we had done so much stuff with Dame yeah. already. We already interviewed him three times. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of beating a dead horse. Felt 19 Keys got the hottest show in the world. He's an extremely interesting person. His conversation would be different than our conversation. So felt that it would be a better suited conversation for 19 Keys and Dame to have. Yeah. It all was around an event. Yeah. Before the interview, made the connection. Me, Dame, and 19 Keys spoke on the phone for four hours. Mm. He told us stories about Rockefeller, everything, for four hours. So it was like, all right, we're going to do an event. But it's like, all right, before you do an event, why don't y'all do an interview mm. to build the buzz, buzz and for an event? Yeah. They do an interview. The interview's currently at like 1.5 million views on YouTube. Yeah. Then that leads to them actually doing an event now in Oakland. Now, reversing back to this Dave and United Masters situation, this is where the Market Monday thing ties in. 
So eventually United Masters is in a position to do stuff with us. And now United Masters has another arm to their business called Translation, where that's a marketing arm and they yeah. work with a variety of Fortune 500 companies because that's how Steve Stout really became One of big. the greatest advertisers of all time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they come and they say, okay, what's up with this show called Market Mondays? So the show is a cultural phenomenon. We talk about investing, Ian Dunlap, it's myself, Troy. We got the whole vibe. It's everybody watches it every Monday. It's, it's one of these things. They're like, all right, well, what if we could bring allies a sponsor? How would that work? Well, this is what we can potentially do. Uh -huh. So then Ally comes and sponsors Market Mondays. That leads to us building a relationship with United Masters even further. Yeah. And Ally even further. Yeah. So that leads to doing other events with Ally and United Masters, Art Basel, South by Southwest, New York Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. This year, when the Ally deal had ran its course, they still wanted to be in business with Market Mondays. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. Came back, looked at the, the globe, got an idea. Yeah. Got an idea. Why don't we do a world tour? Yes. And we hit four countries, Three continents. Yes. It's never been done before. Ally, you can be on the ground with us and you can be a part of history. Yep. You're interested? Let's do it. Yeah. United Masters is brokering the situation. Mm -hmm. This leads to where we are now at March 11th. Novo Theater. Novo Theater. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Yes. And then we're going to Toronto. And then yes. we're going to London. And then we're going to Chicago. And then we're going to Ghana. The reason why I want to tell that story is that it all comes back to one relationship. Yep. Dave. Child Dave Mojito. <laughs> so think about this. Think about this. Dame Dash mm -hmm. and us. Yep. Very fruitful. Dame Dash and 19 Keys. Very, very fruitful. fruitful. Yeah. Kenny Burns and us. Very fruitful. I was on Kenny Burns' show every week for two years. Easily. Very yeah, fruitful. Yeah. Ally. And earn your leisure, a very fruitful relationship. Ally and Market Mondays, very, very fruitful. fruitful relationship. A world tour. Yeah. All comes down to one interaction with two people at a networking event. And doing the work first. That's it. All my entrepreneurs show up every day. You That's why you hear me ask 20 times a year, how, how many days do y'all miss putting out content? Yeah. None. The answer is show up. Every, even if you don't like my take, I love when traders be like, nah, I don't like how you deliver the information, but I know you can actually trade. It's literally just showing up every single day, day in, day out. Even with the traveling, like for those of you who are introverts, I don't always want to get up and travel, but I'm learning too, like the Bill Clinton thing. You have to go out, shake hands and kiss babies. People need to feel your energy in person and be like, oh, you're actually real and I like yeah. who you are and I feel something good about you. You cannot get that off in an Instagram DM or a Bumble message. People need to see <laughs> you in person. But yeah. what if he what if he doesn't go to the event? That's or a good point, yeah. What if he loses the number? What if he doesn't text him back? Yeah. What if he does brush him off? Yeah. What if he does walk right past him? Because it's not always the most famous yeah. person. What if he no. what if yeah. he had an argument with his wife the the hour before and can't get himself together to have a, a, a conversation. 
butterfly effect. Absolutely. Millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. Millions. <laughs> Lost. No, from no. one conversation. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. And it, you got to treat everybody with that like same. That. Like, I know, like, people walk. Now you've started this Troy Joy thing. But now every time I see somebody outside, they're like, yo. For this real. Shit is, this shit is really real. real. I'm like, they're like, yo, why you always smile? I'm like, yo, bro, I'm really happy. Yeah. This is real happiness. Yeah. But the relationships, too, I'll give you another one. Like, the Steve Harvey situation. Like, we were at iHeart. We had a, a, a talent agent. Shout out to Nicole. Like, they probably got us a, maybe 10 guests mm-hmm. throughout our time. So, sh- I mean, shout out to them. No disrespect to them. But I'm talking to Nicole every week. Just because we have a, like, I'm getting a rapport. personal relationship with her. Yeah. So, we got a rapport. So, anytime there's ever, ever a chance that somebody wants to do another show, mm-hmm. she's going to throw our show in there as well. Yeah. And so, like, she's telling me about these odd people. And, like, yo, if it happens, it happens. No problem. She says, yo, I know this kid, Tabidi. He's with Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's like an uncle to me. Would you guys be interested? Of course. Yeah, make it happen. This is in July. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah, make it happen. She's like, no, this is something big. I'm I'm trying to get Earn Your Leisure to his golf tournament. It's the first time he's ever doing it. It's in Abu Dhabi. I remember telling him, he was like, man, let's see if it happens. (laughs) It doesn't happen, right? She calls me. He's like, yo, it was kind of last minute. We couldn't get it done. But I'm still going to give you this kid to be his number. Mm -hmm. I want you to talk to him because I think we can get this. It's going to be magical. Text Tabidi. He's like, yo, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. SH loves y'all. Dope, yeah. We got to get this done. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is real. Yeah. This is real. But it goes back to just having a positive rapport with Nicole for weeks. Yeah. Before. Every, like every week I'm yep. on the phone with her talking about numbers, talking about the show, talking about, yo, can you get this person? Can you get this person? It led to the fruitfulness of having the Tabidi number. Tabidi led to us scheduling Steve Harvey. Yeah. Obviously, we know what Steve Harvey's done. As far as doing the episode being in the number Super one. Super fruitful. I mean, this it's the episode that everyone refers to now when they yeah. see us, right? Like Yeah, and Rick Ross episode. Yeah, the Rick yeah. Ross has been yeah. like Chris Paul, first thing he says, yo, I watched that Steve Harvey. Yeah. Big boy, yo. I watched that yeah. Steve Harvey. Like they watched that's the episode. Yeah. But it also led to a partnership. Obviously, he partners with us and invest with us. It led to a fruit relationship. Yeah. So like just two interactions with people that if they walked in the she room, you know. would have no idea who they yeah. were. But they play an important role in the infrastructure of events yeah. that led to some of the things we've done. Yeah. You know another, what I mean? another thing that comes from that Dave tree is the Africa play. So when we were going to Nigeria, yeah. Fact. The only reason why we went to Nigeria, we were supposed to go to South Africa. Mm-hmm. We took a group of like 18 people and we went to Egypt. But we were supposed to go to South Africa. The South Africa thing got derailed because they had a a wave of COVID that hit the country. So we had to pick a different country. So we picked Egypt. We're like, all right, well, since we're going to Egypt already, we should probably well. just go to another country before we go to Egypt. Yeah. So we we decided to go to Nigeria because looking at our analytics, Nigeria is the biggest market outside of America. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, we don't know anybody in Nigeria. It just so happens that <laughs> Dave from United Masters, he knows a guy named Bizzle. Shout out to Bizzle. Yes. Bizzle. Knows everybody. Uh-huh. Bizzle's the plug. Shout out to Asa. Shout out to the whole team. This is Davido's like inner circle. Uh-huh. So when we get to Legos, they take care of our visas. They take care of our security. They tell us what hotel to stay in. Yeah. They tell us what restaurant to go to. They bring us to Davido's home. We interview Davido. Yeah. Mm. 
You see what? This all <laughs> comes from looking, that. Yeah. This all comes for, from that. They're going to be looking for Dave. Oh, yeah. After they're going to be all those late <laughs> things. I mean, they're going to be looking for Dave after And bring it, to bring it back to the equities market, it's no different than when Elon goes to the White House or Tim Cook. He built a relationship for a long time. With, like Relationships are, matter so much, but look for companies that are building these relationships 10 years down the line. Yeah. Uh, 15 years down the line. And even at the shows, people like, Ashley, I know you hate it when I like, you got to drag me off stage. We don't know. Who knows who, though? And this is the last thing I'll say about this. This is why having a show, a podcast, whatever you want to call it, is a good idea, even if it's not successful. It's a great networking tool. Yeah, it is. Market Mondays is a little different because we don't interview people. We got to get back to interviewing more people. Yeah. But you don't know how many people that we've built relationships with just from having them on the show. Absolutely. There's a tremendous networking opportunity. Absolutely. Because now you're bringing people on the show People generally like to talk about themselves. Yes. Even the most humble people like to talk about themselves because very rarely do they get asked about themselves, especially if they're not celebrities. Yeah. So now you're giving them a platform to speak about themselves. They're going to love you for life just for that. But then you're giving them exposure. Like we have a lot of people that watch us. Yeah. So they're getting exposure. So now the relationship that comes from having people on your show. Yeah, it's huge. It's kind of priceless. Yeah. And we've seen it back in the day with... Arsenio Hall and mm-hmm. Jay Leno. Like, it's the same model. It's just giving a different term. But the most important thing for you guys to do is, like, take this wisdom and apply it. We were talking about this last night. Like, we're giving you secrets in real time. <laughs> like, the, I won't even tell you how much I'm saving just by using chat GPT versus paying. Six figures in, in savings, though. And this is things where it's like, all right, it's cool to say investing in video this week and do this call on Apple and Google. Okay, I get it. But... Honestly, this is more beneficial because this is stuff that's going to last a lifetime, not just one week in the stock market or one play. Like learning these skills, learning how to get referrals is extremely beneficial. Yeah, do them a combination. Learning how to nurture a relationship. It's an extremely beneficial tool. Learning what not to say when you meet somebody. It's extremely beneficial. Learning what to say when you meet somebody. These are Mm -hmm. things that no matter what business you're in, no matter what field, no matter where you're at in the Absolutely. world, no matter whether you're 20 or whether you're 70, this is things that can make you millions of dollars. Absolutely. So it's not just stories. It's not just us telling stories. There's actually extremely valuable life lessons and business lessons that you can actually learn from mm-hmm. and make a lot of money. And they're happening. And they're happening to us. In real, in real time. time. In real time. Every week we're coming back with th- because these things are actually happening. These people are real people. Right, like you're gonna learn from the they, we're, they're living through experience. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Even me with Meta, when the first time I got introduced and walked in, it was a little tense, right? Because I was talking crazy for a few weeks. I was like, hey, I've been on the platform since 2005. What's the number one thing I can do to help the company? Guard got let down, and they just opened up. Same way when you interview someone, mm-hmm. you're like, what can I do to help? They'll tell you. They mapped out, hey, what can we do better here? We're having some uh, sticking points here. We're having a hard, harder time connecting with the black audience. Like, I want to find a way to streamline the products. What do you think is broken about Instagram? Because we heard your commentary. How did you know that the hedge funds were going to attack us? Asking someone, what can I do to help? is always my go-to. And then deliver with the help. And don't ask for anything. The money's going to come back mm-hmm. from someone else. It always won't be the person that you help, but they'll refer somebody to you for sure. Yeah. I want to talk about Coinbase. Let's okay. talk about Coinbase. Coinbase reports a net loss of 2.6 
billion in 2022 in revenue and is down 75% year over year. Yeah. Do we think that Coinbase has seen its best days? Um, I've learned from the Terrence J take, which is a good was well, a good thing to record to deliver things in a kind fashion when people are fans of a brand. Um, I do think the Coinbase is going to have some trouble. And I've said this before, brokerages historically have never been a great investment to hold for the long period of time. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't know anyone who's like, man, I got rich as hell off. I invested in Charles Schwab back in <laughs> 1999 and that, I made all my money there. Mm-hmm. Um, because the margins end up being so thin there. I think when Coinbase, and we're seeing Binance go through it as well, when you put all of your leverage into one asset solely, unless you own that asset, it's a huge mistake. So they put everything to ride on a crypto yeah. into an unloyal fan base. Now, if they could have found a way to make them incredibly loyal, because the thing with the meme stock, they were like, that era was like the mumble rap ringtone era, where people were just like hopping around to anything that was hot at that moment, but no one was sticking around. And as a result, Coinbase has seen a precipitous decline in revenue stock price. So I think they'll be in trouble for a while. And I don't see, I like Brian, but I don't see what competitive advantage they have in the market. That, I mean, at all. When you look at it, that's the first thing that came to my mind. What is the competitive advantage? Right, if we're talking about the cryptocurrency space, yeah. I feel like Coinbase used to be the place where it was like it's the safest place to yep. if you want to invest in crypto until we see horror stories of people getting hacked. Yes. And it's like, well, maybe this isn't the safest place. Yes. But what separates it from all these other you know, brokerages where we can invest? Mm-hmm. And it really I can't find there isn't a one. competitive advantage that they have. And so if cryptocurrency obviously would you know, it's maybe crypto crypto winter even though Bitcoin has gone up to 23,000 when it was from down like maybe 16, nine. Mm-hmm. That correlation to just that coin, mm-hmm. to have that much power on the stock that. price, I, I mean, I just don't feel like if the business is built around that, how it could be long-term beneficial for your, your brand or your company. That's not. And, and especially when you are not investing heavily now, if they had 70% of their own assets tied to Bitcoin, I will understand a little bit more. And they actually like believed in what they were preaching. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of companies in 2020, when we had that gap when everyone was excited, they were telling people what they wanted to hear to get them to be a part of their community so that they can benefit from the revenue drive. But, and I don't have any issues with Coinbase for everyone listening, but like I never got an email from Coinbase saying, hey, let me help you, let me... Uh, teach you how to invest, teach you how to trade. Um, like, even if we would have had, I thought, like, if we had a brokerage, we could have put some pressure on Binance and Coinbase because they weren't actually teaching anything. Like, imagine with this show, with the prices that I've called and y'all platform, if we had a brokerage, you don't think we could have taken out Coinbase? Competitive. I'm game, set, match. Even, even from the standpoint of regulation, like, we had the, uh, a call the other day with somebody in the space, and they're talking about regulation, regulation. Yeah. At some point, what... What stops E-Trade from deciding at some point when this is regulated to a point that, you know, we we have cryptocurrency now. Yeah. Or Charles Schwab or Fidelity. We, we now have it. And there's a way more trust there. <laughs> now, what, what happens to a Coinbase? It's tough. Put in chat, what is a competitive advantage? Because I know everyone thinks that I hate crypto. Um, I don't. I, when I'm looking at a company, if I can't clearly define 
what makes this better. So if I can't clearly tell you what makes Tupac better than Kendrick, I have no case. I can name you 37 songs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Drake versus Meek. You know what I mean? I can go back to back real quick. Um, right, world tour, not a girls tour, right? Get your tickets. No, don't cut that out. Um, <laughs> Novo Theater. Get your tickets March 11th. But if you can't say why you're investing in a company and they're clearly better than everyone, Google has the number one advertising business on the history of Earth since Jesus Christ walked the face of the Earth. It's a good reason to invest in That's a fact. And so, Novo Theater, this is why. For that Dave story, the one thing I forgot to mention in that story, mm -hmm. the reason why you should go to Novo Theater, yeah, you're going to learn a yes. lot. Are you going to be able to meet me? I don't know. I don't know. I can't guarantee that. But you're going to be there with 1,500 people. Yes. The odds of you meeting somebody is extremely high. You may meet your Dave there. Exactly. Yes. That's the, that's the one of the most underrated things about these events. You know how many people came to InvestFest and changed their life because of who they met Man. at InvestFest? They didn't meet Steve Harvey. Yep. They didn't meet Tyler Perry. They met Richard. Yep. They met Bob. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like That's who you need to... And there's six figures together. Network yes. across... Yeah. Be in a room with like-minded people. If it's 1,500 people in a room that are paying money, it doesn't matter if they're paying $50, $100, it doesn't matter. They've paid money. Yep. When you pay, you pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. We know that. When you don't pay, it doesn't mean anything to you. Absolutely. When you pay, you pay attention. You pay $50 to get into the room, that means something. You drove an hour, that means something. Mm -hmm. 1,500 people, you don't think that there's like-minded people that's in that room? Yeah that are looking to make moves, let alone that's probably very successful. We our, our guest list is crazy. Yeah. Very successful people. Yeah. Some you might know, some you might Man, not know. Yeah. You're going to be in a position to introduce yourself to that person, mm -hmm. to say, hey, what do you do? How can I help? Everything that you've been hearing us talk about, now it's like you've been practicing. Now put it to action. Yep. And I'm going to say it again. Bring your pitch decks to the show. I know y'all got mad about the don't pick my brain. Bring your pitch deck. I'm surprised at the number of people when these shows happen, they don't have the deck ready or product demo ready. And I'm like, bring it. I'll, I'll sit even at InvestFest. I'll cut you a check there. Chris Senegal, the only one who turned my check away. He's like, nah, I don't need it right now, brother. You're cooking. <laughs> Bro, you. Nah, we'll get together in a get, couple get weeks. Money's no yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Novo Theater, man, go to the, the link in this description. Go to the website, Market Monday's World Tour. Um, and get your tickets, man. I don't see why you wouldn't get your tickets. Like I said, it's all of the like the VIP tickets and the lower seats are sold out. But here's the thing: it's a theater, so there's no bad seats in the arena. No. And there's tickets that's available right now for fifty dollars. That's insane. Because you know, if it was up to me, it'd be five hundred a piece. So it's like it's fifty dollars. Like, why would you not make a fifty dollar investment in your future? Absolutely. Why would you not make a fifty dollar? We're gonna do an after party. That's that's on the table. Show up. You may get to meet a day. It's on the table. You never know. <laughs> Yo, you never, you never know. know. You never and, know. And I will say this. Let's go to this segment. What did you do this week segment? Mm. So shout out to the NAACP Awards. Yes. For the consideration. We did not win, unfortunately. But uh, congratulations to Kevin on stage. There was some lessons learned from our defeat. But I'll say this first. Um, my drip report, it, it's become a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, You should say it, though. It's like, 
<laughs> what you want me to lie to you? It, it, it has, wait, but, but it, it seems more humble when somebody else. Mike, wait, clip it in with Troy saying. What? Like, no, wait, the drip right, report for Rashad. Finish, just finish, bro. Just finish. Phenomenal. But this isn't, this, I'm going somewhere with this. So it's like, so I see most of the comments are very positive. But I have seen comments in the past where it was like, well, does Rashad need to dress and wear watches? Yes, yeah, I do. Can you tell them why that's important, especially for our culture? And I'll, try, I'll to say the floor thing. <laughs> I was flabbergasted the response that Don Peebles got. Floyd had no lenses in his glasses at the <laughs> New York he show. Was, uh, he was sitting Legendary. across from me. And but the chain came him. out, lit up the whole arena, and I looked... And Ty was like, you look befuddled. I'm like, I can't believe they reacted like that to the chain when Don has that information in his brain that is the equivalent. Once again, you train us how to behave. So a part of the elevation is to elevate in wardrobe, et cetera. But can yeah. you tell them why it's well, important? Well, we could do like the cliche things of when you look good, you feel good, and that, that's good and all that. But for like, I think you have it's, you have to be true to who you are as are. a person. Yeah. So you see these memes where it's like, Bill Gates doesn't, Bill, Bill Gates never had no swag. Like, And, and also those t-shirts <laughs> that Zuckerberg and Gates wear are $3,000 like, a piece. Like they never had no swag, no disrespect. Like I was 10 years old hanging out with 30 year olds. Like. I was always, I was voted That's best dressed crazy. two years in a row. I don't know why I didn't win the third year. I don't know. Class <laughs> from politics. Mike, where was this vote? This was, this was a was fact. When was this? Well, what year? Six, in sixth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Well, what elementary was this? Bailey. Bailey. Bailey, okay. It was Bailey. It was Bailey, Woodlands, Middle School. Like, this is Greenberg, can we confirm this? With no support? No, I had support. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying as far as I was... I, you was, <laughs> I was wearing Coogee sweat. Him Tebow. <laughs> him Duncan. Got you. In 2000. Got you. No, that's 23 years ago. Him Hardaway? Yes. Him Hardaway. 23 <laughs> years ago. So it's like- Him Cook. You have, you have, it's important to be true to who you are as a yeah. person. This is who I'm really into fashion. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not some, I'm not like- Don't a, get, no, don't get deviated. You got, you. Wh what you did this week was legendary. But <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like you get, you start going down these roads. I'm like, yo, come back. The to comments this. are gonna say, go ahead, go ahead. "Tell we, them, we tell have them. to focus on humility and not be." Well, so, 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 so yeah, good, good, good. NAACP. Well, in defeat, what did you learn? No, I just wanted to talk about the drip thing. Gotcha. Because <laughs> no, it's important. Yeah. Because people have to be able to embrace who you are, mm -hmm. and you can't let people dictate who they want you to be. That's a great lesson. Who, Say that again. You can't let people dictate who they want That's you to be great or who they think you are. You are. They think, oh, you're teaching financial literacy. You should be a poor, righteous teacher. You should just wear, you should be pro-black and wear dye sheet. No, I never did that. Gotcha. It, like, you're not going to dictate to me who you, that's not who I am. Yeah. Like, you saying like, yo, you're hanging around rap. Yeah, because I listen to rap. Like, that's the difference. Like, they talk about the Grant card. No, I actually, listen, it's impossible for us to poach the culture or to be a culture brochure because I'm really the culture. Like, that's the difference. It's like, Grant Cardone, he made a statement where he had to ask to use the N-word. I don't like to use the N-word because I just don't think it's productive, but mm -hmm. who's going to tell me I can't say nigga? Nobody. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's the difference. I don't have to ask somebody to say it. I could just say it. Yeah. I would rather not say it because it's just not something that I really want to do. Yeah. I don't think it's productive. Yeah. I don't have to get anybody permission to say that. Gotcha. So what I'm saying? This, this is the difference. So it's like people online are perceiving people a certain way. Yep. And 
some people are living up to that. So they're not doing things because they're like, damn, they're worried about if what I the do fan this, what are they going to say? say? Yeah, yeah. If so, I'm using that to just give liberation. You could be whatever you want. Don't worry about what somebody's going to think of you. Don't let them put you in a box. Mm-hmm. Don't let them say you could only do this. Yeah. Don't focus on... If you want to do a rap album and you teach finance, then do a rap album. Yep. If you want to do a cooking show... Be fearless. Yeah, do a cooking show. Good. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, ultimately, you only have to answer to you in this world. I'm going to bring the leather jacket out of Novo Theater. You then. got to. Because why not? Now, back to this NAACP. <laughs> I do love that I turn into, like, a baby face in Rashad's heel this season. I love that you turn to me this season. Tell him why you mad, son. Yo. People only respect violence. No, nah, we really are the culture, though. They only Big respect facts. violence. Nah, it's a it's a fact. Like I, I said, I, we we can go into any room. We can talk about culture, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's finance. I just think I don't even want to call it duality. Yeah, I just think it's who we are. Like it really is who we are, yeah. right? Like I always say, like growing up with with him and, and all of our friends, but me and him for sure. Like when we heard shit. We heard it differently than everybody else. Yeah. We interpreted it differently yeah. than everybody else. We decoded it differently than everybody yeah. else. So like it, they always be like, yo, those two are different, man. Now they be on their own time. I'm like, yeah. nah, bro, we just really see things alike. But when most people meet us in person, they're like, yo, these two are completely different. Yeah. But we have a commonality of the culture. But like even talking to Big Boy, when we had a conversation with Big Boy, shout out to Big Boy, and he was just like, yo, what people see me as and who I actually really am and what I came from. It's the not the same, same, not the same. Like, but that's one of those things, right? Where they see you a certain way, they keep and they like, "This is who you are." They don't, yeah. you don't even know who this person is. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. But you telling them, "This is who you should be. This is who you are." Then they start to treat you how they think you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, don't do that yeah. because I'm not this person. Don't put me in a box. Don't tell me what I can do. Don't tell me who I who I can associate with. They try to do that with us all the time. Why y'all interviewing Ari? Because we want to. Why y'all interviewing Jada? Because we want to, yeah. and they're important. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, when you create a show, you can choose you should do the, what no, path. You actually do the same. Why, why, y'all do, why y'all dancing with AB? Because we want to. Yep. <laughs> and also, that too, a, like, that was actually a video. Lifetime customer value is one thing that we, we talk about a lot in business. We have to look at lifetime customer loyalty as well. Sometimes, even with me, I'll be very honest. I read every comment. So when everyone was like, yo, Ian has become arrogant. I'm not arrogant. One of the most, I could have been left and a whole bunch of stuff with a whole bunch of banks with people that were not our heel. Um, but when I felt the pushback, I said, well, let me turn this up then to train people how to treat me. And then the same arrogance that people said that that was there, going back to you can't put me in a box, the same thing that everyone criticized me for and going crazy with Meta is what got me into the room. Got me there with Guggenheim. So as we're on this journey... Even the flaws that you see, there is an intentionality behind them. Steve Austin sold way more merchandise than John Cena ever did, being a good guy. When Floyd came out, I'm going to say it again, the eruption in New York was different for that of Don Peebles, and Don is jefe. I don't know anyone black that has, and he has surpassed Grant's portfolio. Dave just texted us. Hello. <laughs> that's crazy. Shout to really? He just texted us. No, that's real. That's real, though. No, that's and, real. And, and, it, and it's something that, you know, people online, they don't really, they're like, oh, well, y'all doing the same thing as Grand Cars don't. No, it's really not. Is that what they said? Some some people. Oh. So it's like, it's really not because I don't have people, I don't have a problem with people hanging out with rappers. Yeah. My problem is 
when you're doing it when it's not sincere. Like, you don't know. You can't name me five Mob Deep songs. Yep. You, you wasn't going to Fordham Road to go to the Army and Navy store <laughs> to get a fatigue jacket. Or, I did. Or Sammy's. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, was so there's never a comparison of we can do whatever we want because mm -hmm. that's really who we are as people. Yeah. So this NAACP award thing, we didn't win. But I, I learned the valuable lesson. Kevin on stage did a great job of galvanizing his base on mm -hmm. social media. And it is something to be said for if whatever you want, you have to work hard for it. Absolutely. And he he obviously wanted that. Mm -hmm. It meant a lot to him. Yeah. And um, he put together a very strategic campaign. Yeah. And he executed it very well. And he he galvanized his social media followers in a very efficient manner. What did you see him do, him do that you didn't do? He put up more posts. Yeah. yeah. Um, he put up more creative posts. Like our posts, we put up flyers. Yeah. Um, he was like doing like talking over yeah. and like yeah, monologues. It was the whole thing. Yeah. Now, granted, it meant more to him than us. Yeah. It didn't really mean that, no disrespect, but it wasn't. If I'm going to dedicate seven posts, I'd rather, let's talk about InvestFest. Let's talk about yeah. Market Mondays that no vote did. Yeah. But uh, no, no disrespect, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just about what your priorities yeah. are. But he did it in a very efficient manner. On In the link in his bio, it was the first thing mm -hmm. on his tree that he has with his thing. So um, it definitely let me know, okay, if you, you can be utilizing your followers more efficiently. Yeah. Galvanizing them. All something to learn. More efficiently for your own personal situations if, if you need to use it like that. Yeah. And um, congratulations to him. He he did a, a great a job in, in doing that. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to his, his wife. I know she's been his, his support system, his backbone for most of, of, of his journey. Um, but even the category, like it was outstanding person, social media personality. I think he fits that, right? Like he he's a social media personality. He does live shows. He does comedy skits. He obviously galvanized a campaign. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had that conversation. I was like, you know, are we social media personalities? I think we, I think we're something bigger than that. Yeah, I just, absolutely. I just view us as something bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the category we were nominated for, and we're grateful for the recognition and the nomination. And we were in the room with great people, but I was just like, all right, cool. You know, like you said, like it meant a little bit more. It was yeah. cool to be in the room, and it's dope to be nominated by yeah. the people that look like us. You know what I mean? Like I always say that Ernie Leisure was built by us, for us. So to be recognized by us, yeah, is dope. Um, but I just I just see it as, as something bigger than that, right? So yeah, I hate the term, it, it was cool. The the nominees that were in the in the category, they were dope. Phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, they were dope. It, it was no hate. And like I said, I've had conversations on the phone with Kev. Um, so shout out to him and his entire team. But you know, it's just one of those things. Like I didn't even look at it as, as defeat. I was like, all right, well, they recognizing this brother this year for this. Yeah. That's dope. Let's see what we can make. He's a dope person. He's so. a good dude. Yeah, I, yeah. It couldn't happen to a better dude. I'm just yeah. looking at the room like, all right, well, there's some people in here that we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> right, like how are we gonna take advantage of this moment? Right, yeah. we're not just gonna waste our our fits. Number one, that was yeah. satin, by the way. Um, well <laughs> uh, we're not gonna waste our fits, but we're not gonna waste the moment of being in this space. And so when we, we cross the room, we meet this person, meet this person. Oh, I met this guy who's from Macro. Yeah, Macro hosts the Oscar party. We yeah. need we need to connect with these people. So it's always an opportunity, even with everything happening. It's still an opportunity to find. You gonna ask? Is y'all going? Whew. I'll say I'll be there. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your mouth. We need a moment. Will, you can't do it, but Ryan Gosling, somebody can somebody make a moment out of it, please. 
So <laughs> he, he's got a ban. Will won't be there. So maybe we can take Oh, yeah, he did get banned. Yeah, he got banned. He got banned. Yes. Maybe yeah, Jaden yeah. will be there. And shout shout out to all the nominees. Shout out to all the people who won the NAACP Awards. Yes. Um, and the people that put the event on. Um, BET obviously was part of it. And obviously the NAACP. Um, it, it, to have an award show, like I said, that's crafted by us for us is dope. Right, because a lot of times we look for the outside acceptance of somebody else, and we wonder why the Oscar is so white, and then we don't show up to the NAACP awards. Yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out to everybody that was part of it, and all the people who won. I know Apple Elementary went crazy. Um. Well deserved. Great, 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 great show. Well I know. Deserved. Um. Ben Crump got an award. Um. And how powerful speech. So shout out to all them. That's great. All right. There you have it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um. Shook Shotty. Yes, sir, Ski. What y'all got going this week? This week, um, we back in New York. Rare. That's a rare occasion. Rare, yeah, rare occasion. Yeah, rare week. occasion. We back in New York this week, and then next week we headed back to LA for, for Market Mondays Live. Get your tickets. Yeah. I will say this. Um, this is also not only my birthday, but it's also it's a very important moment in um in world history. Well, A, it's Dominican Independence Day, D Milo. To all the Dominicans out there, it's a very important day for the Dominican Republic. Um, but on February, my birthday is February 27th today. On February 28th, mm-hmm. six years ago, a very a very important moment happened. Whatever. So this was the time. So you gotta remember at this time I'm a financial advisor. Yeah. So it was like, all right. I want to become a a celebrity financial advisor. I want to think about earning your leisure. Gotcha. So we all took a trip to LA. It was myself, Mike, and Troy. And um, Troy left early. One, a few things happened during that trip. A, we went to a family dinner, which that's that's a whole story within itself. I actually met the guy, that, one of the guys from yesterday. That's yeah, that's crazy. Amadou, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Amadou. Good yeah. dude. Um, but on that day, that's when me and Michael, we um we was in a hotel room, and um, that was the beginning of building Michael. my own personal gotcha. social media page. Is this one you was at the elevator? Or this is a different story. That was the elevator. Trip. Gotcha. Okay. That was the elevator trip. Gotcha. But not you know about the elevator. You told me yesterday. So we <laughs> did it with Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Mike. <laughs> Family business. After. Yeah. After. So we yeah, did it. Yeah, yeah, we did it. So we dedicated a day. Hold on. Time out. Real quick. And this is why I left. Again, in my mind, I'm watching dad go to work, dad go to work, I got to go to work. It was a Monday. And I'm Mm. like, yo, we just had winter break for a week. I can't miss it Monday. Like, you can't miss a day after having a week off. Got you. So I'm like, I got to get a doctor's notice. I got to go back, yo. So I I leave them for a day to go back to work. Got you. So during that day, um, yeah, we, we, we spent the day at the JW Marriott Hotel. And created some content, created some ideas, and um, it was like a brainstorming session. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the beginning of social media, because that's when I had 500 followers. Gotcha. And then every day since, I never left Instagram every single day since. And we did a lot of stuff, me and this guy, man. We did, uh, we did photo shoots. We wow. did a, a video that never came out. Not this guy, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike. yeah. We did a photo shoot. We do a, We did a video. Yeah. With uh some <laughs> some theatrics. Guys. Nah, we it was a it was a whole. It Yo, was a whole bro, thing. what 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 did we finally give the title for it? 
Was it a... Earn Your Leash is the title. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying the video that we shot. What do you mean? Like, remember we had the campaign? What, what, when you was waking up? And it's, you was no working... it, it's not a title. It never came out. He doesn't I want to say was it. Was it a, a, a screenplay? Well, uh, not a screenplay, right? What, what did we say it was? Like, it was a treatment? It was a treatment. A treatment. A treatment. All right. It, it was... So you had a content week weekend? No, no. That was over the course of a year. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Then I went to Asia with Jamal. Shout out to Jamal. Love Jamal. For 30 days, and we filmed content. That's legendary content within itself. So it was a whole bunch of stuff that was happening. And then I had a public access show. Did you? This Clip no. this in. <laughs> clip, clip the show in. Wait, this happened on the, the February 28th? No, I'm no, just I'm, saying I'm it was. this was all leading up to <laughs> yeah. it. Because people don't see the, everything yeah, that goes Evolution, yeah. So even before the school, it was, I had a public access show. This is something that... What, wait, what school? Before we started recording videos in school. Fact, not teaching them. Yes. Right, so this then. is something that Mike, he didn't agree with this at first. He didn't understand the public access show. But the public access show play, the public act, there's no earn your leisure without public access because it, exactly. Yeah. It was practice. Like I said, yo. It was practice. Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> shout out to Kev Egger. So uh, I could go on and on about it. Tell that. me about 28th, though. What's the significance of February 28th? I'll tell you the significance. The significance is that they sat down and strategized a plan to market him as a financial advisor. advisor who could be a celebrity financial advisor down the road. So it was an action plan that was created on that day. Oh, that's fire. That, so it's, that, the, it's, the, it's the beginning it's the of social beginning. media. It's the beginning it's of social media. Yeah. Before, gotcha. like, there was like, yo, hey, we had a hashtag. So this is like 2000. This is like Big Spy Financial Advisor, yeah. On social media, this is like two thousand six. Mission accomplished. Two thousand sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> Mission yeah. accomplished. So like people like they look at those. <laughs> it's crazy. So like the other day there was a post of us in the classroom. Like we was in the classroom probably six years prior to even having that. Mm. That's why I said when I, when people ask like where did the vision come from, I'm like nah, bro. We was really in the classroom. Well, no, yeah, yeah. He decided to say like yo, because again. I got to give credit to Valencia, who was actually working in the program as well. She was recording her classrooms. And he was like, yo, let, we should record this. Mm -hmm. and so, like, when people think, like, yo, AB's always, AB has been with me. He was the yeah, guy recording. Real, yeah. If you see us standing up, there's somebody recording. He was yeah. working in the program with me. So he's the actual guy recording those classroom sessions. So it's, like, that's why I said it's big. We can see the vision. The mission has always been more important yeah. than, like, these temporary moments or these temporary, you know, gratification or trophies that people can give yeah. us. Like, nah, it's, it's much bigger than that. You know, that, be that's dope. the significance but, of uh, it. But I say, as I say, shout out to Mike because he definitely was there at the beginning stages. Yeah. And that's important. And um, he definitely, he gave me a lot of information. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, somebody can get you information, but you got to work the information. Yep. So it was like, yo, these are, but I actually had to teach myself how to edit a video. That's extremely difficult. That's tough. On it, I don't know how to use a computer. Yeah, that's tough. Um, so he was giving me different apps to use. We was doing photo shoots. The idea was just to throw as much stuff on the wall because you never know what can hit. More stick, yeah. And, and it hit. Yeah. Some stuff hit. Some stuff didn't hit. Some stuff did hit. But that's like anything oh, in life. Like everything is not always going to hit. Um, but that was the beginning of what we hit, where we're at now as far as online. Yeah. Because that's the only way people really knew who we was when it started to go online. Mm -hmm. yeah. And once it started to spread on Instagram, and the idea, like I said, the idea was me, but then once once Earn Your Leisure started, Earn Your Leisure became bigger than me. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, let's not focus on me being a financial advisor. There's a cap on that. Yeah. But there's no cap on 
what we're doing now. So then Earn Your Leisure comes, and then a variety of other people come into play at that point. But um, yeah, yeah, that was six years ago. You know, so, congrats. You know what'll be dope though? Okay, March 11th. Yeah, I was gonna say February. I wanted to stay on the February 28th. Go ahead, because it's an important date for my family as well. Tell me more. Happy 16th birthday to my niece Tori. She turned 16. Hey, right? happy birthday! Happy birthday! The 28th. Uh, yeah, man, I remember when yes, she. Man, yeah. I remember she was born. Her godfather is in the room, and he's like, "Troy, don't forget." Of course, I'm not gonna forget Tori's birthday. Happy sweet 16, Tori. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, cash app. We doing 1600. Who, who's with me? I'm in. Perfect. Shout I'm in. Huh? <laughs> I, didn't hear, I didn't hear what you said. I didn't hear what you say. I didn't hear what you said. Okay. Como se dice? Cap. No, sixteen hundred for the sixteenth birthday. There we go. Of course. Uncle Mike is up to to sixteen. Investing in trading has considerable risk. This is recorded. Please consult your advisor. Consult your advisor. Consult your advisor. Come to the show March eleventh. No vote there. The six o'clock. Maybe we can give them a plan to help blow up over the next four or five. Minutes. Write it down. I'm like seven tips. If they watch the last. Two months of Market Mondays, mm -hmm. like like these segments where it's like these things that happen, bro. That's the that's a blueprint right there. Yeah, if we can condense it down to like five steps, I can feel steps. it's like we're we're training it's the people there. to actually how they interact because it works and it's successful. Yeah. So I feel like if they've just taken these last two months specifically, yo, know, you get in these rooms, man. Shout out to AB. I told him record everything because what you're recording right now is gonna be a moment in history. Yeah, mind you, this was twenty kids in the classroom. With gotta have vision. Nobody following. Yeah. Gotta have vision. Yo, he started teaching the classroom after he a while. He became a videographer. <laughs> you have to do. Keep yeah. it on you. Yeah, listen. Shout out to the guys. Drip yeah. report. <laughs> yes. The, shout out to the guys. Record everything. Everything. All them little predictions people say was crazy. AMC not going to fall apart. Hey, they brought up all that in meta. AB, what's the number one rule we told them? Easy. Yeah. Sounds easy. Yeah. There's only one person left. <laughs> Man, I have to adopt my team significantly too. Hey, and, that's three. And the last thing I'll say about this is be willing to do unreasonable things for a relatively short period of time and you'll have tremendous success in your life. Absolutely. So it's like, even for me, this is why that Drake album means so much to me. And Mike knows, because I used to talk to him a lot, like as far as that time frame when I was a financial advisor, I remember like one time, like I... I cut off social media for one month. Mm -hmm. I closed the blinds. I was playing Drake with the phones. or I was just playing that on yeah. repeat, and I was grinding. In the zone. And I was staying up to like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock. Like, very unhealthy habits. But you have to do things that yeah. other people are not willing to do yep. to get things that you want. Yep. And if you're not willing to do that, that's okay. But you'll never be, you'll never be great. You'll never be great by just doing ordinary things. Yeah. You got to do things that are so extreme that nobody else is really going to do that. Yep. And if you can do that and you can stay consistent to do that over a short period of time. Yeah. Because four years, six years is not a long, long period, period of time. That's a long. short period of time. Yeah, short. 30 years yeah. is a long period of time. If yep. you could do that for five years, grind every day for five years. What they say to us? Yo, four years? This is just four years? What's 10 going to look like? And I'm and and we're still doing that. We yeah. on the road. I haven't seen my son in a month. I just I thought that's work. actually not true because I just saw him last week. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's like you have to be able, you have to be able to do things. <clears throat> you gotta be able to do things. That's bro. like when the rappers be like, none of the teachers believed in me. 
you no, Miss Johnson, believe you. Yo, you got it. You got to be able to do things, man. You remember when I believed in you? Yeah, it's been real. It's real. It's real. Happy birthday to Troy. Love, bro. Love, we going Happy up. Happy birthday, Rashad. We back in New York City. Uh, yes, I'll birthday, be there. man. So hopefully, I, I, if I see you, I run into you. Love is love. Bring gifts. I think Saturday night, we in the garden. We in the garden for SZA. Shout out to SZA, SOS. I will be front row. Front, there's the only way to do it. Front, right in front of her. You deserve it. I think so. Absolutely. Shout out to SZA. Market Mondays live. No vote theater, March 11th. March 11th. Get your pull tickets. Up. Pull up, pull up, pull up. Pull up. We lit. And if I made you money, please put yes in chat. Yeah. Let's go. It's hey. a big weekend in LA that weekend. So, I mean, we're rolling loud. Rolling loud's in town. The yep. Oscars is here. I, obviously, we mentioned the macro situation. It's going to be big. Market money's live. Market money's going to be the biggest thing out of all of them. And then uh, we'll, probably, we'll be outside. I'm sure we're going to be outside. Yeah. Research and development. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in New York this week, too. Poor Minds. I'm gonna do shout out to shout Chad. Out to Mon- oh yeah, I got yeah. Chad. I gotta call you back, brother. Yeah. Love you so much. Yeah, we man. both owe Chad some calls. Shout out to Chad. Shout out to Dial too. Pulled up on us. The UK Connect. Looking regal. Love. Juan. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.